0: Today, That's a new band from Delaware. Yep, Delaware. Nah, I'm just low key, high key, haiku. Joking. You're wondering why they call me the king of slang, right? NTG on the real ABC, baby. FTW on the YOLO till you die. Straight alo Alley. <laughs> Straight alo Alley in the BBC. But for really real, that was an older band called Lift for Today from AVHC and Low Valley Hardcore. I'm not sure what to see. Like that's supposed to be the hardcore scene. Even though I think scene starts with an S. But that's how it goes. The band Live for Today recently had a reunion show at the Rabbit Room, which is where my buddy Ruben did the artwork for the Rabbit Room. Yeah, Ruben did the artwork for the Rabbit Room. Check out his art, Ruben X six six one on instagram also check out Rabbit productions and avhc antelope valley hardcore on instagram they put on sweet shows in the av over at the rabbit room they put on a show for their reunion zone they had ill communication came and played played at the live for today reunion show it was a swell time indeed at that show i hurt myself circle pigeon i had a lot of time to sit and think and i did i was wondering about the history of antelope valley hardcore scene Along with plenty of other thoughts. Along with plenty of other thoughts. Like, did Afro Man ever go to any AV punk shows? When was the last time they seen an antelope in the valley around these parts? Or if you drive backwards on Piano Road, does it have a satanic song like Led Zeppelin? By the way, the Piano Road is a road that you drive on that makes music when you drive over the little bumps on the road. Which was for, I believe, a car commercial. And they just kept it here. Here. Kept it over there in Lancaster, which is part of Antelope Valley, Mike Sierra from Live For Today, who's been in the AV scene since around 1992, and a member of Live For Today, amongst many other bands from the AV that we end up talking about, because Mike came on the Mike came on the podcast to talk about the Antelope Valley history punk rock scene, hardcore punk rock, whatever you want to call it on this episode if you stick around listen to our fun conversation i want to say shout out to marie my old lady for editing this episode i finally figured out how to get her to listen to my podcast all i had to do was trick her by showing her how pimp she would look in front of a top editing editing the number one podcast in kern county in corn county and then i kindly asked her do you want to be breathing when you wake up in the morning now go edit this podcast here and make me some tacos she did. Almost forgot. Ricky Ricky Heeb, who, who's also a member in Live for Today, informed me that he tattooed and he came on the podcast and tattooed me, which he hasn't done in like ten years or so. I thought it'd be funny if he tattooed me while we recorded this episode. And of course Ricky was down to clown. And also and then also Ricky gave us a little history on Mojave and hardcore scene. Ricky gave me a tattoo in memory of my friend Tanner who passed away five years ago today. On this day, January 29th. Rest in peace, Tanner. Love you, Tanner. Let's say thank you, Mike, and thank you, Ricky, for wasting time with me. Mike traveling all the way from the AV to come be on the podcast. To give me the history of Animal Valley hardcoursing. And Ricky, who is a Tatchby resident nowadays, drove all the way from Golden Hills at his address at 100. But if you guys, I'm sure you guys are going to listen to this. I want to say thank you through this. So that way the millions of other listeners can hear me say thank you. I want to say thanks to Mike, Carlos, and Ryan also, and Rocky for chilling while we recorded. It's always fun having a crew with you when you're riffing away, even if they're in the other room just drinking and watching football, which the Cowboys lost on the day that we recorded this, giving you an idea of when that was. Also, check out the Barry Sanders documentary on Prime. If you're down, but yeah, just check out the Barry Sanders documentary. It's really good. Also, check out that new Baker Has a Death Wish, part two. Some say it's better than part one. It was off the heezy fo sheezy. Mm. And make sure you watch the movie Blood In, Blood Out, because if you haven't, then we know who you are. Daddy. No, nah, that makes sense.
1: I hurt my knee.
0: And Olive hurt her knee. Are you okay, Olive? Yeah. yeah? You okay? Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: You gonna say hi? You gonna say hi? Hi. Also, today... Dad? <coughs> also, I wanna say rest in peace little... Little Iva who passed away today. Very sad. Beautiful little girl. Also, rest in peace Nate from Jerry's Pizza. I wanna say rest in peace Nate from Jerry's Pizza. Who put on a lot
1: of Daddy.
0: shows. Um,
1: Daddy, baby, it's a... It's the, the baby heart is broken, Daddy.
0: Yeah, the baby's heart is broken. Daddy, and, he, and while I need a for the baby, my heart is broken. And your heart's broken for the baby? Yeah. My heart is also broken for the baby. Hi. And the baby's family. If you guys got love, make sure you show it. Hope you enjoy episode 17. Yeah, hope you enjoy.
2: That's a good story. Keep yeah.
0: Let's go. <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> Just the worst.
3: of uh, I, kind, I kind of wrote like little notes to
0: kind of just sort of No cool yeah keep I always slow and I guess I always got notes too yeah, All right um, No, that's cool that you I brought notes too
3: You yeah, a little piece of paper in it. That's bad. cool <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for driving up here How many kids I'm you got this
3: guy a tattoo oh. while we record stuff. <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> <yeah>, got <laughs> a oh, tattoo on oh, your we record Well oh, me between us, we have five total. But I have two, like uh, from a from one from a previous, and then me and her have have one together.
0: Okay, that's what you're saying. Saying. that's cool. All right, yeah. So you say you have never done a podcast before? Yeah, yeah. I remember The first time I did a podcast, I was so nervous just because like, what are they gonna ask? me? <laughs> what are they Well, it's about? like I
3: didn't know if like yeah, you know nah. what I, mean? I don't know. How, yeah,
0: I definitely don't have any cameras. Okay, cool, that's all
3: audio. Nice. nice yeah, just cool.
0: audio. Uh, some people, some people ask me like, you should get like uh, cameras. But I was like, nah, I don't think people need to look at my face reactions when yeah, talking. It old school, yeah, know,
3: Hearing the voices.
0: Yeah, yeah like little it kind of makes people use their imagination a yeah, little Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like listening to the radio when you were a kid, you know? They're not going to read, so I might as well make them do it somewhere. <laughs> so I've been recording the whole time just because so, just it's fun. If you want to put that microphone uh, like however you're going to plan to set, just like set it up uh, close to you with this thing in front of you all right yeah that'll be good whatever that thing is i'm sure before. you've done this yeah. for it you've recorded no not podcast but you've recorded things yeah yeah like in a band once. yeah yeah actually
3: we just wrapped up a recording for the band i'm playing in right now oh that's right what band is that uh we're called High. Nukem uh, high yeah just straight up punk rock band. Oh, really? It's like, people try to ask what we sound like. It's like, I don't know. Imagine sounding kind of like DFL, but having more of the mentality of like Gigi Allen or the Meat Men. Just, oh, really? just silly punk. The lyrics are so stupid. You know, our vocalist had asked like, cause he was like, you guys don't mind? And I was like, dude, last thing I want right now is politics and my music. I'm right. just done with trying to please everybody right now. You know?
0: Yeah. Were you normally in like with politics and most of your music normally?
3: Well you know <laughs> hardcore bands are usually semi-political anti-racist or this and that yeah, yeah. And that. of course we have those ideals but it's kind of like we've all been there and done that and right now the climate's just very touchy and it's like you know if we're gonna step on your toes and we'd rather just step on them just an old school way like just to piss you off like why are you grown men singing about stupid shit like that's like because it's funny i don't know yeah, yeah You know. yeah so that's that's kind of where i'm at right now with that band it's it's kind of easy because uh our, our guitar player basically uh writes all the music so i'm just you know coming up with bass lines to go with it he has a different writing style than i do his right. is really short and fast kind of like uh like old school dwarves just really fast paced punk rock it's uh, cool it's fun you know we do our thing we've all got kids and stuff he's got a guitar player's got a kid on the way my daughter was just born in september all right so so we still you know got priorities we do it for fun and that's just where we're at you know but with the recording i think we're planning on possibly putting it out on cd and vinyl which will be cool for me because i've never as much as i love vinyl never made it to vinyl
0: no same here i've always wanted to
3: get something on record but i've never done it oh man there's been a couple opportunities that i am so bummed about you know that we could have had the opportunity of being on vinyl with some other bands that i've been in and you know one i could say i blew all right yeah because it was at a time when i was in a band with uh well, I mean, I'll go into the history of like, we're not recording. Right now. No, we are recording. Oh, like, sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Right. Oh, not- yeah, yeah, I didn't even get into it. We're starting off with the most recent stuff. No, yeah, right now we'll talk about that.
0: Then we're we'll going to start at the beginning. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, it, you know, it, it was kind of like a, a, at the time, you know, my, you know, it was a, we left on kind of like angry terms, You know, bad terms. It wasn't like, you know. Pissed off shit, but it was just like I was done. And, you know, our friends were just kind of you know we're younger.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: And I got hit up by uh, I sent our demo out, and I got hit up by a uh, Kangaroo Records in Amsterdam. Oh, really? Wanted to put out a seven inch, and of course I was bitter, and I was like, why do I want to put it out? It's gonna help them out, not me, huh? you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're all friends. It's all water under the bridge. Yeah, so like, now you oh, wish, wish it was there. They would have paid for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting label help is. You know for any band it's know, awesome put, Yeah, putting out your own stuff yeah it's cool we can do it we're all adults now and stuff yeah, yeah. we're planning on doing but man especially back in those days when you're trying to like get out there more like i can't really say we're trying to get out there so much with this band we're all older we just all trying to have family. fun with it. yeah we're just having fun we'll play local if we can do out of town if it, it pretty much it comes down to no stress if we can do it we can do it so if yeah. it comes to an out of town show we'll, we'll try to do our best to make it You know, but you know, family first kinda is kinda how it is. Yeah, it works for everyone, yeah. Yeah. But luckily there's like places to play like in our hometown.
0: Is everyone from Annelo Valley that's in that band?
3: Yeah, Palmdale and Lancaster and uh Jeff originally was when I met him, he our singer, he actually lived in Roseman. Okay. So And now he lives in Analo Valley. Yeah, he lives in uh Lancaster now. Okay. Yeah. He's I've known him for pretty long. Actually all those guys I've known for about 20 years
0: oh that's cool yeah that's got to be fun that you guys all get to meet up and hang out oh yeah do you
3: know just trying to like kind of uh come up with like basically like just a small notes just to try to keep it flowing
0: yeah
3: Yeah, you know, i was kind of looking back at old flyers and whatnot and just trying to get dates because it's like some of it's kind of hazy so some of the dates might be off a little bit or they're at least close enough to where it's like I'm going to try to follow it as much as like how it happened, you know, Okay. how it all went down, I guess you could say.
0: So I guess then since we're talking about it, well, I'll just start over now at the beginning. So this is the greater details, (laughs) episode number 17. And uh, so I went to the live for today's uh, reunion or is that you call it a reunion show and I and afterwards I talked to Billy or Bill or William Martin if I may. You can call him Billy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> who, is, who is the singer of Live For Today, and I asked him if he wanted to come on the greater details and talk about the Antelope Valley punk hardcore history or just like punk hardcore scene, all of that. And Billy suggests I ask Mike Sierra, which is who who I'm talking to right now, who I have in front of me. And also I have Ricky from Live For Today, and he's sitting right here tattooing me <laughs> while we do this. And um, first I was going to ask uh, Mike. I call him Mike, right? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think Bill, Billy asked, suggested that I ask you to come talk about the punk hardcore and low valley scene?
3: Uh, probably because I'm older. <laughs> oh, because you're older. Yeah, I'm 49. And
0: you've been around longer. Yeah, than exactly I
3: was probably around longer than him. You know, not. It's not one of those things I try to, you know, throw in people's faces like, oh, I know more or some shit like that. It's no, just definitely. You know, it's just I've been just, around longer, it's so just therefore. A <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's kind of just you know. Kinda of like with those things, kinda of like you're more it's more like you're just fortunate to be born at a certain time, you know? Right. Like, I wish I was born sooner than i was i could have been part of the punk scene back in the 80s i know a lot about it but i wasn't there yeah you know? definitely yeah so
0: so how did you and so first where were you born and how did you end up in antelope Valley?
3: well i i actually was born in uh, santa paula because uh, i grew up in fillmore but fillmore doesn't have like a hospital okay I mean, so the closest hospital is santa paula so technically that's where i was born okay but i grew up in fillmore um Got into, like, music, basically my story would be, <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, I was like, it was my transition from 6th grade to 7th grade, I got into, like, metal, so I got into, like, you know, uh, the bands that were, like, popular at the time, I guess it was uh, Bon Jovi, Cinderella was one of my favorite, though. glam metal bands, Poison, yeah, yeah. right, I still like all that stuff to this day, but, you know, of course, when we got into later years punk, it was kind of like... Yeah, had to hide it on the shelf. Yeah, you had it, to yeah. kind of hide it and be like, oh yeah, I <laughs> kind of like it, but I don't want to tell that to my friends. You know, now my friends don't care what I like. I like what I like. Yeah. But I got into that and just real quickly, it was just like, it was always like a search. You want something heavier or something, I don't know. I Just the way I grew up, I wanted something meaner. First thing I saw was Iron Maiden Killer's Tape. So I saw that, you know, the cover is yeah. iconic, you know, still to this day. They are my favorite band of all time. Iron Maiden, yes, oh, that's yes, awesome. They are my favorite band, ice chest, Iron Maiden, ice chest. Oh, band yeah, yeah, band. I see that, but yeah. So, uh, the, uh
0: what's it, the um, the, the airplane? airplane? The oh, uh, the, 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 it's uh, like the president's Ed air force, force. yeah, Ed, Ed, <laughs> force. Ed, Ed Force One, right? Yeah. Right, <laughs> that's so cool, though. Yeah,
3: so I, I got into you know metal I, I started getting to more like you know, other you know, you hear like bands like at the time, were, you know, Judas Priest and all these old-school bands. But at the time, what I wanted to hear was the bands that were getting, like, heavier, like, you know, of course, Metallica. Back, they were still not as popular as they are now. But, you know, Slayer, once I heard Slayer, I got into the more underground bands like Creator. I got into, like, Thrash. And by getting into Thrash is how I kind of got turned on to punk. Oh, yeah. You know, you'd see these Thrash Metal guys, and they're wearing, you know, I've seen them with like Agnostic Front shirts SNFU I saw it like It was like I think it was Max from You know uh, Sepultura wearing like A SNFU shirt And I was like Oh what's that That's like something Yeah the yeah They Start and, digging in Yeah and the magazines At the time Sometimes they throw A little bone out there For you like Oh check out You know this band You know Murphy's Law Or you know That was how I heard about cro Was actually through Like metal magazines Sick of it all Yeah 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 You know and Then you start getting Into like the Started getting into Like you know The punk music And getting into Punk music at the time, you know, to me, listening to a band like Judge or, uh, you know, Side by Side or any of those bands, Youth of Today, uh, another big band, another favorite of mine. Oh, they're playing Uniform Choice. Too. Oh, I got tickets to the Side oh, yeah. by Side, Youth of Today. Yeah, we already got tickets to that. Awesome. Um, I couldn't do both. I, I wanted to go to the Judge show. This guy's going, though, Ricky. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ricky's Which going. one is to Pride playing?
3: Uh actually it's a Youth of Today show. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, just to me it was all just part of the punk umbrella. I didn't really know too much about the different, you know Scenes that were beneath that, you know, the straight edge scene, the you know, goth punk scene. To me, it was just all punk. Yeah, yeah, so, just one you know, thing. yeah. one big. Yeah, you know, and, you know, everyone gets into it, you know, different ways. Some people get into hardcore first and then discover punk kind of like second, you know. Yeah, yeah, So, like I said, for me, it's just being born at that time. That's just kind of the era that I grew up with was...
0: How'd you hear about it first? Like uh what, I like remember. The,
3: actually uh, one of my friends, you know, skaters back then the skate scene too, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Did skate, you skate scene, thrasher yeah. magazine. I used to skate a little bit. I never got like way into it, but we would skate around town, whatnot, you know. And uh, you know, Thrasher magazine always had some type of punk band oh, featured yeah. in it or even yeah. when they would put out their compilations, it was always like punk bands. Yeah. So just that whole scene skate metal all that it was just punk was part of it and you know hardcore was part of it everyone yeah. knows everyone knows who like if you're into hardcore skate skateboarding still has a part of it definitely know?
0: yeah definitely skateboarding brought me to it with uh background music on, on skate videos yeah you know, you know? Yeah. so
3: however you, you know wherever your journey is man it's, everyone's got a different story you know yeah but i think by virtue of you know just me being
0: Let me interrupt you to tell you about our sponsor for today and that's Newsome's Honey Farm. Did you know honey was a hot commodity in medieval Europe? And I hear medieval times are coming back in a big way. So if you don't want the black plague, come get your honey to help with the allergy season. It's wintertime and spring is right around the corner. So if you're from Tehachapi or nearby, get your local raw honey and help combat those allergies. And it's just darn good too. He dog. At Newsome Honey Farm, they have beeswax, 12 ounce jars for $12 a glass. Beeswax small, $10, large $20. 16 ounce jars, $16 a glass. $20 creamy cinnamon honey glass jar. Three pound jug, $30. Plastic small milk jug, 36 ounce. Six pound jar, $70 in a glass. Hello. Straight from the beehives to the jar, raw honey, baby. You can pick up your honey on the corner of Highline and Tucker into Hatchby. Or at their beehive, as we call it in the bee world. Or home, as you norms call it. Over at 16978 Highline Road, which is the corner of Denison and Highline. You can shoot John a text at 661 or just email him. Like the good old days at Newsome Honey Farm at gmail.com and place an order ahead of time. They also deliver if you're local. Did I mention he also does bee removal? If you have some bees buzz, buzz, buzzing around, and gophers, and they also do gopher removal because remember, all gophers go to heaven. Now back to your favorite podcast on this side of the Kern River, or should I say, Corn River? bomb I was born in
3: 1974. Oh okay. yeah. So you know, I was a kid in the '80s. So you know, what I really remember about the '80s isn't so much punk, other than you know, MTV. People telling us that those were the weirdos, and you know, you'd see here and there on TV, movies, and whatnot. You know, but my memories is more Transformers and Voltron. And, oh yeah, because you know, I was a kid, you know. So. Well,
0: then I'll ask you that because I was going to ask you uh, this just for fun: um, if you were a transformer, what uh, what would you transform into?
3: Oh, I, what would I transform into, or yeah, who like, would I be? <laughs>
0: No, like, what would your car be that you would transfer? And oh and man, I, I think
3: I, you know, I, am not gonna be a car. I'm gonna be like Soundwave, be a little ghetto, ghetto. Yeah, Soundwave. You know? Yeah, you know, ghetto boombox, you know. Yeah. Have, have little enemies that could pop out of me. My little crew. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that that was my favorite, by the way, was was Soundwave.
0: Soundwave. Uh, that yeah. was your favorite one. Yeah. Soundwave was sweet. All right, now back to what we were talking about. <laughs> so you, uh, when did you end up in Analog Valley? uh
3: i moved to lancaster in 1992 uh my uncle had lived out here so we had visited like once or twice i don't know we came out here twice and uh you know of course me being into like thrash metal and, and getting into punk at the same time like i started like uh, you know I, we came out here and there was a couple record stores to in lancaster that i remember going to of course when i moved out here in 92 they were gone Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it was kind of a bummer, because I'm, like, you know, wanting to go down to a record store. The only thing they had was, like, the chain stores at the time, which even now, it's like, I wish we had those. What uh, records were
0: you kind of, like, looking for?
3: Uh, I remember I picked up a Hain cassette tape, and I was, like, all stoked about that. I was, like, surprised my parents didn't flip because of the cover. Right. Like, you know, the initium where they got all the blood and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They didn't trip out on that, surprisingly, and... Were they pretty, we
0: got, like, protective on, like, what you listen to, or? Yeah,
3: they, they did not like me getting into, like, you know, even, like, Iron Maiden, oh, especially really? Slayer. so like, I would have to hide the pentagram stuff wrong. You know, I grew up Catholic. I'm still Christian. Okay, yeah. But it's like, I always had to kind of hide that stuff from them. I mean, I told you, I got into, like, the music with like, glam and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Striper, I still like Striper. Yeah, yeah. And, like... They didn't like them even. I was trying to like, like, they're a Christian band, you gotta keep giving well, the okay, but it's like, nah, they just, they just didn't like it. It's cool.
0: What were they more into? Uh, or you
3: prefer? know, my dad liked the Beatles, oh, and yeah. you know, he'd, my dad was actually born in Mexico, so he would play his uh, you know, a Mexican, I don't know what you would call it, Mexican music, Spanish music, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but then he would, if you'd feel like it, he would put on Beatles. That's how I, I still love the Beatles to this mm-hmm. day. My mom. Like, you know, just, I guess, old rock and roll. She would talk about, like, you know, James Brown... Uh, she got to see James Brown and Ventura at the Ventura Concert Theater. Uh, she was the one who showed me Led Zeppelin. I, I remember hearing rock and roll. Now I was back when I was like just getting into like metal, and I was kind of like, "Holy shit!" Like my mom likes this. Like that's this song kicks ass. Like mom was not supposed to like that. Yeah. yeah. But so you know they they like that kind of stuff, and you know it's, they just didn't like metal. They probably didn't like the the look of it. You know, yeah, Back like then the, they probably the, felt like everyone was trying image. to look like girls and long hair. Yeah, and, all the image about it. Yeah, and then of course you know when i got into the punk thing that didn't really make anything any easier when it's like oh i want a mohawk you mm-hmm. know uh, and i want to dye my hair green which you know it's common now you know we, we've all seen everyone with yeah, the different no, colors and color it's like hairs. you know <laughs> yeah hey when i met you ricky you had a mohawk we're gonna talk about that too okay not just your mohawk but you know <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. but you know it's like times have changed man it's it's, oh, it's different you know Parents have changed. I don't think parents are going to freak out so much about a mohawk anymore, so.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, or blue hair or something like that you know (laughs) so then you moved to Lancaster Palmdale and by the time you moved there did you already what was your instrument of choice as
3: a guitar uh I started off on guitar okay um when I moved out here shortly after uh I went with my dad to to drop my mom off at work she got a job in Palmdale and uh we stopped by a music store and I was like I want to get a bass like I've always liked the bass there's things about like the Beatles I could even go back to the Beatles there's certain bass lines that I could say like uh or or Led Zeppelin yeah i could say like i like the way that instrument sounds i i started off on guitar i wanted to be like you know everyone else to be the big rock you know guitar guy and you know everyone focuses on the guitar but i was like i like the way the bass sounds i like the way they do this when the guitar player is doing that yeah yeah, yeah. you know so he bought me my first bass and you know i always kind of kept it in the background but it was always hard to start a band at the time now it seems a lot easier you can always find someone who wants to play guitar now it's a little harder to find it's always been the drummer and you know bass player is probably like after that yeah second you know, to the drummer, yeah definitely. you know yeah, yeah. so you know I like doing what I do I kind of just stick with bass I still got my guitar gear in case you know I, I it's kind of weird I can write a good hardcore song I can write it on guitar yeah, yeah. I can hear it when I'm playing bass what I want to play but I have to come up with it on guitar it's kind of yeah, weird yeah. like that so I've still got my guitar gear in case you know some other project ever comes up you know I, I can't ever seem to walk away completely from playing music even if I like dormant for a year or two it's like something always comes up that's cool kind yeah, the situation I'm in is exactly exactly what I'm talking I'll just I'll get a call from someone and then bam there I am playing again you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah so you like um <clears throat> so you came to the Valley and when did you uh like start getting into a punk hardcore scene well, was that while you were in an Analog I, I
3: got into, like, punk before I moved out here. Um, before analog Valley? Yeah, like, you know, during, like, my my thrash years, like, me and all my friends, you know, they my friends from Fillmore, you know, we all kind of just got into the same stuff at the same time. We were all into metal, and then real quickly, uh, we had heard Circle Jerks, we had already heard Dead Kennedys, you know, we were, yeah, with was listening to both punk and thrash, but when my friend, Tim, yeah. brought the Minor Threat tape, that just changed it completely. Really? When we heard the first minor threat, you know, the self titled one. Yeah, l- yeah, I was people have that seven inch. Yeah, like, you know, if, if that just, we all just went head first all into punk. We just oh, were just full on we wanted to just listen to nothing but fucking hardcore punk you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you know the more and more you get into it like you just start discovering all the other bands that were part of the scene and, yeah you know, you,
0: was there be a lot of the, like going to Oxnard was there anything going to Oxnard uh, since you lived we'd, over there? we'd go, go to Oxnard?
3: Oxnard like before I moved out here we'd seen like uh, you know Ill Repute played a few times and we got to go see them one of those That's shows cool. uh, Circle One had played um, The Grim, you know and there were local bands at the time which you know uh, that'd, be, that'd be a story for Ventura but there was yeah a the local band at the time was called the Arch Enemy, oh, okay. not the the big metal band from you know Europe, but they had a local band called Arch Enemy, and they were kind of like, you know, always playing shows. And we'd, anytime they would play, we'd come out. There was a club in Ventro we used to go to called Mog's. It was like a upstairs place and all ages, so really? it, was, it was right up our alley. I remember the first time we went there, we met up with my buddy Tim's friends from Santa Paula, a bunch of skaters and stuff, and you know, everyone was You skated them. too? Yeah, we all skated, you know. Oh, that's we all cool. skated and rode, you know, BMX style bikes. Yeah, we we're, like, were just kids, you know, yeah, teenagers. Yeah. And, you know, I remember we went to that that was my first punk show was at that club and, you know, before that I had seen A couple like thrash shows At the Ventura Theater yeah, yeah You know Actually I remember I was all stoked We went to go see Exodus And I met Mike Muir From Suicidal like, Oh really Yeah it was like cool You know but We weren't like punks yet you Yeah We yeah, yeah. were cool It was like cool Listening to punk and stuff But we I wouldn't say we were punks Yeah yeah By the time we went to the Mogs, We were like full on Getting into punk The minor threat Mentality was in full session And that just opened my eyes You know seeing kids Just go nuts It You know it was, it was cool like the thrash metal they had a pit too first time i went to a pit was you know for that you know xl and overkill and violence i'd seen that in ventura but going to a punk show it just had i don't know i don't want to say a funner mentality but the kids were younger yes. you're not dealing with you know people Morning. like you know the 20 year olds at the time you know it was pretty much all kids and mm-hmm. like it was just great man that, that opened my eyes to, to punk underground punk you know yeah a local scene
0: so whenever you came to antelope valley you uh you're kind of were you searching for that already like oh you, yeah you right
3: away time? man i mean i remember you know i i came out here i moved out here was in a february right mm-hmm. and uh i should have brought the flyer but uh i was actually uh walking home from school and i'd already met a couple of the you know Reject types. you know you right away back then you could like see someone with like a band shirt or something yeah totally and you know you could relate right off the bat now it's kind of funny there's a couple times i work at walmart so i'm running i see people left and right yeah i'll see a kid with like a you know bad brain shirt i'm like hey cool shirt and they're kind of like yeah yeah kind of like yeah yeah he he doesn't really know what he's wearing complimenting your shirt yeah he
0: saw someone famous wearing it so he got it (laughs) yeah it's
3: like dude it's you know come on let's let's be friends yeah back then
0: it was harder to find those shirts so if someone had it on like yeah you know more likely they a
3: unifying factor you know i don't want to just get down on you know today obviously hey man you know, here we are doing this so it's yeah. still, cool. it still <laughs> yeah. got some cool elements you know no, making new like, friends and whatnot you know but, yeah you know In yeah I, so I, I hooked up with some of the people at the school and they were telling me about a show going on i was like okay right on you know and uh i was walking home from school one day and just some random car just drove by and yelled flyer <laughs> and like, they had crumbled up a flyer for that show and threw it out because I was wearing a, you know, punk army jacket with like an exploited patch on the back. You know? okay. So right away, they yeah, knew, they, like, they oh, knew this that you were like, show. yeah. And it was the show that I went to. It was a Terminal Holocaust. Um, there's a band called Duct Tape. I'll kind of go over these bands a little bit more, you know, kind of talk. Um, a band called Grump People and a band called Mortal Feast. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect. So, you know, naturally, I just moved out here. So I was still keeping in contact with my buddies from Fillmore. And my buddy, Danny Jowers, actually uh, came out. We came out and picked him up. And uh, he went to the show with me. That way, I had someone. And it was fucking unbelievable dude they they used to do these shows at the old fairgrounds when i first moved out here and not, not the fairgrounds that are where they are now in okay the valley they, there was an older one in the kind of east side of lancaster yeah i
0: think i remember that one like kind yeah. of by flower uh, some flower place or something
3: probably like, i, I want to say they used to do like It was like a, in the center of uh oh you're talking about the poppy festival is that where it was that oh, I, I think you're thinking of like the city park
0: okay that's what i was thinking of
2: yeah
3: no they when i moved out here the animal valley fairgrounds were more kind of like on, on east lancaster oh yeah and you know they they eventually stopped doing that and built them at the other place but when i moved out here that was uh one of the spots that they were doing some shows at
0: okay it's those outdoor shows or was it it was a big indoor
3: because they oh, would have indoor. like these big like buildings you know it was every time I went it wasn't in the same building I went to a few shows at the fairgrounds but it would be like some other big hall uh, like or wherever they could get it yeah you know and like we went there me and my buddy Danny and you know right away we go in and and you know we're just in the parking lot and we're just seeing like thrashers traditional skinheads Nazi skinheads you know punk rockers death rockers it, it was like everyone was there we were like holy shit you there's know, just like, a lot of people yeah dude there was like a, easily three to four hundred people at this first show that I ever went to out here dang
0: that's crazy and you know
3: and it was cool because it was like wow we didn't know any of these bands they're just local bands you know yeah they're all local yeah and like uh, Terminal Holocaust you know they were like I guess the the headliner and the the big band at the time you know like the,
1: yeah, the yeah. big guys
3: on the block it's yeah, far, yeah. you know Antelope Valley holy shit man they got everything from stage diving still to this day one of the biggest pits I've ever seen it, oh, it really? just went crazy that's you know, awesome it was fucking good shit dude you know so the, when I moved out here my, my witness to the scene was it, was it was fucking popping it was all just how it should be all a bunch of rejects you know no, yeah. uh, You know, if everyone had their clicks it was still all part of the same bullshit you show know, yeah, yeah. up at the same show you know
0: how old are, or what grade were you in at that time
3: I uh i want to say i was transitioning from <coughs> sophomore to junior okay i think that right. was, was a long time ago was, yeah. i dropped out of school so oh, all really? right <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so i mean it's kind of hazy to to remember like exactly but i'm pretty sure it was like from sophomore to junior okay yeah because i completed sophomore in Fillmore,
0: so, <laughs> yeah but yeah man, why'd you so, drop out for just for fun
3: uh f- honestly i just couldn't deal with it you know mm. like I, I i think i should have been put in more like special classes or something i think my mind was always i was always daydreaming and you know now they have a lot of programs and that's good for the kids to kind of help them along to focus more but yeah i couldn't man and my parents you know god bless them but they didn't really push you know
0: yeah to finish it up or whatever. yeah
3: you know i think with them it was kind of just you know they were satisfied with getting a job you know yeah, yeah totally yeah so they were they're hard workers till till the very end yeah so like, they, was they did instill that in me i am a hard worker i
0: know that was it my mom finished she stopped going to school in like seventh grade and my dad i think maybe even before junior <laughs> I <don't> even know, <laughs> but yeah yeah it's whatever yeah but.
3: so you know you have any more questions or yeah, i don't know if you want to be kind of like kind of elaborate on some of the older stuff i learned because i am an import i moved out there in 92 so there's people who are gonna know a lot more than i do yeah, yeah. a lot of the old heads. <clears throat> that are still around.
0: Yeah, like for like Tatchby, like we only have so much history, you know, in the sense of like all the bands that are like from Tatchby and like we talk about like a show at the high school cafeteria and like most of the people around my age, everyone that was like their first show, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like Lancaster Antelope Valley is sure it has like more history with a lot it, more people.
3: It has more history than I thought possible for a desert town. Yeah? Yeah, because uh, luckily, I, I you know, all these bands that I'm talking about like Terminal Holocaust or, you know, any other older bands that I'm going to mention, like I can thankfully say that now they're my friends. Oh, that's cool. You know, they, they were all, the, the way <laughs> I try to treat anyone younger than me is the way they treated me. Yeah. They never acted like, oh, I know more than you. Mm. Or, oh, you know, they may talk about their times because it was fun. Thought, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was fun. Of course it was. We all have our moments, you know? Totally. But they're not trying to do it like saying, oh, well, your scene sucks and ours was better. No, definitely. They never tried acting like that, and I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm going to name drop a few people at the end of this. Cause, that's awesome. Because I owe a lot to them. Not just how, oh, what I know, but just, you know, how I am towards the the younger generation and and anything like that, you know. If anything, I'm damn proud when I see other bands going further than I ever did musically. Yeah, totally. It's just me, they're putting our family on the map, you know.
0: Yeah, just proud that they got to go that far and all that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm, like, with Andy Frontier. Like, he's the one that, like, showed... Showed me how to treat other people like when your band's going, like bring everyone, just like invite everyone, make it a like a family affair in a sense.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I'm skipping some of the history, but when I was in a stand against, he must have got a flyer that I had made. Because, you know, our history is kind of spotty with like venues and, and stuff like that. It's got its dead moments and, you know, it never dies off completely. It never, ever does. But, yeah. But one of the lower points when there was really no place to play yeah, that's the hardest part yeah, when there's yeah, no part yeah, of play. Yeah, there was like a, a, I don't want to say a country bar. I don't know what you would even call What schooner? What would you call schooners? Oh, uh, schooners, yeah. I yeah. don't know, but they used to have, the old schooners, mm-hmm. they would do a Battle of the Bands. That's so, why
0: Andy took us to the Battle of the Bands. <laughs>
3: oh, you guys did that one in schooners?
0: Like uh, Andy, uh, Die Hard Youth was okay, playing.
3: Okay, I'm actually going to bring that up. Is that the so, one you're talking Andy about? Andy called me, right? Yeah. To ask me, hey, how do you guys book shows there? And how we did it, because you know we just got basically like our friends' bands. Like they would invite you to come in, and you know you have to go over the rules of the contest and all that stuff. And we didn't burn about competing. We just wanted to play a yeah, damn show. Yeah, place to place. Yeah. So what we did is we got all our friends, and like they would have you like sign what day you're gonna play. So naturally we just got all our friends to put our bands on one day. And yeah. We just made it into a yeah, show. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all we did, right? So I was probably I was at that show. So I had mentioned. <laughs> okay, well I had me- Well, we didn't play that show, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I got a call because we had put out flyers for that, and and Andy had called me up. And we were kind of chit chatting, telling me about the bands he likes and so we were mentioning. Uh, what did we ta- I remember we were talking about. How we ended up at the same Snapcase show. We didn't know each other, but we both went because at the time Revelation Records used to have a thing on their website called like Bands and Vans, and uh, Seven Seconds was supposed to be playing the show at the Roxy, so we. I got tickets, I guess he got tickets, and then we go there and seven seconds didn't play. <laughs> and it's like Snapcase is cool and all they're great live and all that, it. but it's like, you know, seven seconds is a second. You know, that's, that's the band <laughs> I wanted to see. But we were talking and stuff, and then you know, I didn't hear from them or nothing. But then uh, my buddy uh Corey had mentioned that someone had gone to one of the shows at Schooners, like, Oh yeah, like this band diehard Youth played out here. Like kids showed up with like diehard Youth crew on their hoodies and all. I was like, holy shit, like Yeah, he put all on the van. <laughs> like, man, I missed it. What? You know, because I like die-hard youth. Yeah. great, you know, but yeah, I was like, remembering that i was like man we, you know I, I still like to this day like fuck we missed that show
0: you know? <laughs> yeah it was all raining yeah you know day. if we did
3: if you know <laughs> if, if i would have known but back then there was no you know Dem. flyers yeah. for that or, or you no know, like social media yeah I if think. anyone yeah if Just anyone you know, we made there. our own flyer and that was that's good yeah. to make a flyer for us you know mm-hmm. so yeah it's funny there's like shows like that that like you missed you know mm-hmm. but like you know you talk about like those shows where it's like kind of everyone like showed up and whatnot like
0: yeah a lot of people that remember that show you end up seeing them later and you're talking about that moment that you were all at but you (laughs) don't really like interact at that moment yeah that's funny man that's so cool and i want to hear more of the history but so bakersfield has corn and Tatchby has the warriors and what does lancaster have which i know the answer
3: crazy autos (laughs) 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 afro man man. oh Oh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, afro man man. (laughs) <laughs> back to me <laughs>
0: but yeah yeah so i want to hear about the history of the antelope valley hardcore and like all the bands yeah but also how did uh i want to hear about your history about your or are you gonna throw that in there like how you, oh yeah like this, all the bands you played in yeah
3: my history will be thrown in there <coughs>
0: okay yeah let's just let's yeah just hear so about
3: you know what well, i talked about living in fillmore uh before i moved out here my buddy ben valenzuela had moved out here and he told he had a job at a chevron it's i guess it's on uh, avenue k and 10th where that it's like a chipotle and starbucks now there used to be a chevron gas station oh, yeah. uh bob from terminal holocaust worked there so he made friends with them you know being all into thrash and metal and punk and whatnot and through him i heard about a band called baboon and when i moved i hadn't heard them yet but he was telling me about he's like yeah i went to their shows you know back then it was poor, probably more Backyard parties and stuff and, you know, tell me how the shit went off. It was going nuts. And, you know, finally, when I moved out here, uh, made some friends through school and, you know, going to shows. And uh, someone had one of the baboon demo tapes because pretty much all they really had was, was demos, you know? yeah. And that shit was just so fucking badass punk rock. It was like right up our alleys. It was that bridge in between hardcore and punk. Okay. But back then everything was just hardcore, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was the underground. But that yeah, they were a good band. And you know, like I said, later I ended up becoming friends with people. So I ended up becoming friends with uh the, the, the original band members, you know, Vince and uh I never really knew Doug. I know I'd met him, but I didn't really know him that well. And uh Vince and Matt Adams. And Vince, you know, he showed me a, a video of the first time they had Played which was actually in California City, I think it was like, like a Kel trailer City. park or something like that. Really, yeah. And Matt Adams was <coughs> singing for the band, uh, Vince still played his guitar, you know. And that was like 1984.
0: What do you think that camera looked like that they were filming that way? Oh, it was <laughs> probably, probably looked like a bazooka because <laughs> you know? people were probably hearing this and yeah, just you're, think you're, like a camera yeah, a he, phone. I remember one of the times <laughs> we were
3: hanging out and he just busted out with this old VHS like, check it out, he was it's, like holding it like this, yeah. It's like the <laughs> 1980s, man. So, so. It, the history goes that far back. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I was like that's surprised, awesome. you know, because you would think, you know, that's just all L.A., but apparently it did reach out here, you know, so they're like the first band that I know of as far as history goes. I'm not going to claim to know everything about that time because that was before I moved out here. Mm-hmm. This is just from what I've heard from friends, you know, the the band members themselves. Yeah. Uh, So that that was, you know, 80s, uh, and I guess they still played probably up to maybe the early 90s in some oh, really? form or another, you know? Yeah. And that, and, was, uh, that was like cassette tape. Yeah, cassette it? tapes. It was all cassette tapes back then, you know.
0: Do you have a copy of that?
3: Oh no, I don't oh. know what happened. I had I had dubbed it from that demo tape. Oh okay. I don't know. I have so much stuff. I have no idea what happened to it. You know. Whatever you can find on YouTube or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or you know, I'm wondering if I could just my uh, my singer still talks to him. I still I'm still friends with Vince. I just don't have his number or nothing, but. Mm. Uh, he actually just talked to him last Sunday. Oh really? Yeah. So he he went to the Black Flag show. Oh, that was That yeah, so, already happened. Yeah, that happened at Transplants, and you know I debated whether to go or not. I decided to just you know have dinner with the family. Yeah. yeah. But um, so he's <laughs> still around. So I was kind of hoping to run into him or something to kind of get a little more details. Yeah, but, yeah. So I can only talk about so much of of what I know. So I can tell you that it went that far back.
0: That's awesome. Thanks for yeah. researching and
3: doing all that. And you know another. Uh, Person who who knows a lot is uh, JoJo and you know the Ackerman brothers Bob and JoJo Ackerman you know uh, Terminal Holocaust so I'll just go to oh, that yeah. so that was an eighty four ish right so uh, I just recently actually learned about a band called Moral Assault through a, it's the AVHC flyer page on Facebook I'm actually new to Facebook. Didn't have a Facebook. I've been anti everything for so long. Yeah. But with having the baby in September, you know, I kind of had to reach out to all my family. Get yeah. In touch it's with a easier so, to do yeah. It so, yeah, was a hell of a lot easier yeah. than trying to call everyone. When my son was born, he was 13 now, you know, my mom was still alive and she handled everything. She just called everyone to whatever, no problem. Now, you know, both my parents have passed and You know, I got to let, I got to let my family know what's going on with the family because it's growing, right? So Facebook was the easiest way. So through that, you know, I came across the ADHD flyer page and uh, Jojo Ackerman, you know, Contributes flyers and stuff, but he had uh, contributed a, a photo of a band he sang for called Moral Assault. Now I want to get in touch with him and find out if there's a demo of that, because that came out before Terminal, which Terminal was I think they came out like nineteen eighty seven. Oh yeah. So they were probably the next uh, big that, band. That's when the they block. started. Yeah. Terminal Assault. Yeah, so they started eighty seven. And you saw them in 92-ish? Yeah, so they were there they around for a few years, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Was that like a, more of like a reunion show whenever you saw them? No, they were
3: playing. So they were still they, they were playing like active shows. from there? Yeah, they were, they were going around, right? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, by then, they'd had a couple members changes, possibly. Because uh, I know when I first saw them, they had a, a, a guy named Tommy on guitar. But uh, Steve Porter is known for... You kind of like you know, I wasn't the first bass player of Live for Today, but people know me as Live for Today, right? Yeah. yeah. Also, was Steve Porter. Steve Porter was the OG guitar player, and he came in later with the reunion shows, and when they got going again, like oh, he, yeah. you know, he's everyone knows came Steve back Porter as you know Terminal Holocaust. So you know, I don't know what the total history is with them. I know I've heard some demo tapes. You know, once again, I'd like to hit them up see if we can get those. You know, yeah. yeah I still yeah. have the CD that they put out, but that didn't come out till two thousand. 2002 somewhere around there. It was like a CD of like their older music some old songs and, and newer stuff that they had written, but a uh, little uh, interesting uh, piece on that also I learned from JoJo and his little you know notes you had put in for the flyer page was that they actually got named from Ron from Final Conflict. I oh, guess really? they, I guess they got a list of name possible names to do for that band and uh, and Ron from Final Conflict uh, throughout Terminal Holocaust. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Still a pretty hard sounding name, you know. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they got a lot of flack throughout the years because of you know the whole Holocaust part. What's and, the Holocaust? Oh, they're, no, I'm just they're, kidding. They're, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Okay, so yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's you know it's a hard name, man. It's yeah, a yeah. Pretty hard name. But yeah, so you know, those guys are they're you know I've run into them here and there, especially back like, then.
0: Like it wasn't so accepted as like yeah, things are nowadays. Still yeah.
3: locals, you know? <laughs> you know. I mean, they're still locals, man. I. I I get to see uh, at least Bob. I've ran into him a few times at shows, a couple times at work, you know. That'd
0: be cool if they played a show.
3: Yeah, it would be. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, oh, when was that? 2012? I can't remember. There was an AVHC reunion show where Stand Against played. And... That was your first band? No, no, no. Uh, uh, that came at least. a little bit later. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, damn, who else played that show? Filthy McNasty's. Oh, yeah, I wrote there... that down.
0: Filthy McNasty's. Yeah, Filthy
3: McNasty's. Uh, I think Weak Sauce actually played that show. And they're actually, you know, there's, there's, it's kind of funny because there's certain scenes that are kind of tied in to the Lancaster scene. Okay. You know, Weak sauce, we were friends with them. They were basically out of, first at Ridgecrest, and then they moved to Hesperia. Okay. But we became good friends with them. I met them during a band that at the time was uh, Fed Up. That it, was a big local band from out here. Yeah,
0: Fed Up, uh, that
3: one, down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go through the years, but, you know, I met like uh, those guys and, uh, you know. When I met you, Ricky, that was during what I kind of consider the courtesy flush era. <laughs> yes. Right? I met you and your sister. Yeah, Or my sister dated. The yeah, and that, that's where I'm going to have him oldest. talk a little bit because I don't really know nothing about Rich or... Uh, well, hobby scenes, right? So you're going to have to talk a little bit because I don't know nothing about That's going to that. be real short. Hey, that's cool. I can go take a piss while you're doing that. Yeah. No, no problem. All right. Well, all right. So Terminal was 87. You know, I moved out here in 92. So 92 is kind of more where I'm going to... The, the, those those years were a little hazy because it's all just word of mouth from yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it came right. from people that I knew yeah, yeah, who were involved, right? Yeah, not that it's like bad word of mouth. Yeah, it's so when I moved out here, you know, uh, that first show, you know, Terminal Holocaust, I and mean, I already mentioned them uh mortal feast was a band uh my buddies mike godfrey and uh Cass fisher were in that band and they were basically like a cryptic slaughter sounding band they were, oh, really? they were great the demo once again all these demos have to be floating around their summer their demos is great it's yeah. just fucking awesome yeah uh duct tape played they were kind of like a scosh punk band you know
2: mm-hmm. bands
3: like operation ivy were around but they hadn't gotten as popular as they are now so Skull Punk was still kind of pretty new to us, you know. Yeah. Grunt people were like a weird <laughs> hippie punk band. I don't know. They they Grunt put people. on a good show. Yeah, they put on a good show. I could tell you that. And uh Choice were a hardcore band from Palmdale, and uh I got to see them a couple times. I'm still friend good friends with uh Steve Steve Edwards and Kyle Dunn. Uh, years later, I ended up playing with them in another band. Um, fed Up, I remember seeing them at a backyard party. So this is all Fed Up it weren't the biggest band yet as far as antelope valley goes but they were they were around yeah, yeah um yeah and that you know that's i ended up meeting those guys through uh you know just friends we'd all go to the same parties we'd run into people here and there so like you start to get to know people at least by face you where know?
0: was like the the places where all these bands would play like besides that, the fairgrounds? that
3: was still there was stuff going on at the fairgrounds um there'd be like one-off shows that I, that happened like just before I moved out there. Um, I remembered hearing about a show at a place called Jonathan's Party Time. That was right by uh, Toys R Us, or where Toys R Us used to be, in between that and where Hometown Buffet used to be. Okay, and that shopping center has been all torn down now and rebuilt. But I had heard about a show going on there. Um, I want to say going out towards, I think Little Rock. Mm-hmm. like way out in the desert there was a place called Mabel's that I heard of that would have the shows here and there I think I don't know if it was one or two shows this is kind of just hearing from friends oh like this show happened. was it
0: like so a was restaurant scared. or just like a
3: I want to say I remember passing by it like uh a- after the fact, but it, I want to say it just looked kind of like just like a burger joint with like a big back area.
0: But it just had room for yeah, a band just to play. Place
3: in, yeah, just a big open area. That's really just all like
0: you need. You know, wherever someone that's into punk and hardcore works in, there's an open space. Yeah. They're gonna see if bands could play. Yeah,
3: that. I mean, there's not really too many places that that were offering. You know places to play for the bands most of the stuff that i went to was basically all what you would call a house show yeah, yeah. Either in someone's backyard or someone's living room yeah living room or garage or yeah wherever know, there's a space. lot of that a lot of that
0: those are yeah. my favorite yeah i, I <laughs> was gonna shows, say actually yeah.
3: i could even say even you know I, that some of my favorite shows were house shows you know it's always fun you know there's until the cops show up and,
0: Course, yeah, you know. yeah, that's like the worst part. You don't yeah. know the cops are gonna show up.
3: <laughs> yeah, so fed up. Uh, my buddy Danny had a band called Society's Horror. They played with the Terminal Holocaust and believe it or not, Face to Face. Oh yeah. At, at, at the cafeteria, there were a couple shows that went on at the Anvil Valley College cafeteria. Oh okay. yeah. So I did go to a couple shows there. Like there was never a permanent place. It was just kind of...
0: Wherever it's going to be. Yeah, so I do
3: remember there were a few shows that went on there. And uh, Dickie Ricardo was basically uh, Vince and uh, Kyle Dunn from Choice. And uh, I can't remember who else was in that band. But it was basically, if you could consider, like a new incarnation of uh, Baboon. Oh, yeah. Because Vince was the, the... guitar player from, Boone, from yeah and Beaver, he sang, yeah. Um, you know the demos that I had heard he was the vocalist so and they would play some of their old songs when they would play you know so he's always been part of it you know he's definitely part of the roots and the you know the, the original yeah. history what was it his Vince what uh shit, what's his last name Vince bananas or party <laughs> I think yeah I had to ask. It <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been so long Uh, so, uh, I guess we'll jump to, you know, later years from that, which would be around 93, 95, 96, right? Which real
0: fast, it's funny that, um, there's a band... That's part of Antelope Valley. They're called Ninety Two, isn't it? With yeah, the... yeah,
3: yeah. I'm gonna get to them oh, too sorry. because yeah, they're yeah, sorry. now. You know, sorry. no, no, no worries, man. Just, <laughs> I, whenever you told I, me, I trust, like, you, you know, I might, even though I got some little notes to keep it flowing. I know I'm leaving out bands. You know, that's all know good. I'm leaving out something, but uh, by then, uh, Terminal had pretty much called it quits, and Fed Up became pretty much like the bigger band. They were the ones playing all the local shows, and then they would start doing shows at uh At that time, it was called uh, Delcer Gardens. It's way out on 90th Street West and Avenue J. Oh, okay. yeah. So it was far enough away from everyone to not upset everybody. Yeah, so and, no know, one calls the cops. Yeah, so if you <laughs> get a lot of people at those shows, and you know the bands I can remember pretty much were uh, Fed Up, of course. Which um, is the,
0: um, the Antelope Valley Instagram page. Whoever runs that, I guess his dad's in Fed Up?
3: Uh, it's probably uh, Cole Patterson. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Because I was telling dad, him that that's I how I met I was talking to you. Yeah, I, I met Cole when he was, you know <laughs> baby oh really yeah i've known scott and you know his wife ada for like i said they were part of the cool punks that treated us as equals even though we were like way younger than them yeah Yeah. so that's cool yeah so scott you know everyone from that band frank uh Matt adams uh mark williams all been the coolest guys have always been the coolest guys to me you know Mm. and uh you know we were you know always going to their shows if they played out of town we were part of the crew that would go with them and slam and pit you know and some out of town you know just bring a crew with you yeah you know so they became basically like the bigger band at that time and you know would, as far as like a, a local band be like the headliner uh outcast was uh it featured some of the guys from choice oh really it was a band uh, called outcast that's mm-hmm. cool <laughs> uh, yeah yeah to me that's how it should be uh, yeah. outcast sounds like a hardcore it totally, band it totally does. Know, nothing against Which i outcast. never i never even thought about
0: that but that'd be a perfect. Like, perfectly yeah you band. know what it is it yeah, sounds outcast, like a hardcore yeah. band
3: cool. but uh off not not the off nowadays with, you know, the circle jerks and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, But yeah. back then, it was uh, the Bob Ackerman from Terminal Holocaust had a band called Off. And they were more along the lines of, like, a early peg boy and face-to-face style punk that rock. That sort of sound. Kind of melodic, but still, like, if you, yeah, you, know, yeah, like, you know the early face-to-face yeah, yeah yeah face face yeah so you know they they were really good man you know uh, around that time that i had met uh from rosemond it was uh my friend jeff uh he's actually they were playing in a band called the scabs scabs from Rosemont. yeah oh yeah so they're you know just punk band you know the mohawks all that crazy stuff right and uh there was another band from out there called 151 so there's like two bands
0: from, Rosemann. from Rosemann. Yeah. And it's
3: like, you know, I was still hanging out a lot with my buddy Joe Armena and uh, he was kind of like talking about them too. I, I don't know if he'd gone to one of their shows or something. He was like talking like, dude, there's like punks in Roseman. It's like, oh, cool. You know, so from then on, you know, we'd always run into each other at shows and, you know, we ended up becoming friends.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: And, you know, that's, it's kind of like, you know, the thing with Antelope Valley hardcore, you know, it's like, I know Roseman's you know, Kern County, but it's got its ties to, to, to Animal, Animal Valley, Valley. Yeah. you know, it's it's, it's like closer. We all, yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like you know, it, we pretty much any any punks or whatever from Rosemont, we just consider them part of Animal Valley. Yeah, like, because we saw them all the time at shows. And yeah, you know, it's not like oh, they're you know they're often they're a thing they're coming they're all, to our yeah. town they're they're they were just you know especially once we all just started hanging out and we were all just going to the same houses and partying and doing yeah. whatever you know that was you know the the tie-in from like other areas yeah which is you know where ricky can kind of come in a little bit with uh with mojave that's why we were talking about rosemont yeah like
0: mojave's smaller than
3: yeah Rosemond. so you know the scabs and you know then, then it goes to like uh from there around the 97 ish you know kind of like the later 90s i guess mm-hmm. uh subject Subjective Right, still we're... still one of my favorite Antelope Valley hardcore bands. And, and they actually are recently back together and playing shows. Sub- subjective Right? Subjective Right, yeah. And uh, there was another band that was brought in a lot of people, too. They are called uh, We Out. We Out? We Out. <laughs> and uh, Drunken Mishap. So Drunken Mishap, they, when I... They're all my old friends. That's Kyle and Steve from Choice. You know, this goes back to that old hardcore band, which they were great too. Choice. Mm-hmm. You, if you know, if Animal Valley had like a, a hardcore band that sounded like you know, sort of like the youth of today style bands, it was Choice. That name sounds like it would be. Like yeah, this. they they were like me. We we weren't straight edge, but we liked all that stuff. You know, maybe at one point we tried putting down the drink for a little bit when we tried being straight edge, but we you know started drinking whatever. Yeah. But. They were like my friends that, you know, we could talk about a band like, you know, side by side or something. And, and there was no flack about like, oh, why you listen to that? They're straight edge. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we just like what we like. But Drunk uh, Drunken Mishap, they ended up putting out a record on Beer City Records. They were a straight edge band? No, no, I'm just, drunken, kidding. No, <laughs> just kidding. That was mine. a matter you saw the, you had the 7-inch, it like folds out and it's just this picture of kegs upon kegs upon kegs. And I was like, holy oh, shit. I was like, where the hell did you get that picture?
0: Oh, it's like a real picture? Yeah, like Joe,
3: Joe told me that it actually came from a picture of some like old like surfer party back in like the 70s. And it's like, holy shit, those guys partied hard. Yeah, man. they must Jesus. have headaches after. Me. Yeah, Drunken Mishap and uh, Mr. Orange was like a ska punk band. And uh you know, it's all these, it's like everyone's still kind of involved to this day. You know, I could even say, like, with Mr. Orange, he's the guitar player. Oh, really? Yeah, the guitar, one of the guitar players of that band is the guitar player Franco, who I'm in with. Oh, with their new band? Yeah. And Jeff from the Scabs is actually the singer of the band I'm in. Dang, that's cool. Yeah. And you know, and then we'll go, close to, yeah, you know, so you know, the late 90s it was just no place to play there were bands i could tell you there was a lot of cool house shows um courtesy flush they were they were a younger band but they were real melodic punk and they were the nicest guys i remember meeting them uh andy andy treadway um john i was at the mall and they just came up to me like hey you know they introduced themselves like yeah you know we like your shirt or whatever like we're into punk music and whatnot and told me about their band and at the time drunken mishaps bass player had moved away so they wanted to continue but they didn't want to continue as drunken and mishap and they asked me to join their band so i joined in on bass okay. so that was my first playing bass like in a band
0: and what was the band called after then
3: uh for a short period we were called shit faced <laughs> i didn't like i didn't like From the name. And mishaps to yeah <laughs> i didn't like <laughs> the name. me and uh steve actually butt heads on that until he finally gave in and he said, how about we just call our band Jerk Circus? Jerk Circus. And <laughs> I was like, anything better than shit face. So, <laughs> so at the time we were a band called Jerk Circus. <laughs> I have the demo tape of that somewhere at my house. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that one I still have. It's really fast punk. It's really fast hardcore punk is really what it is. You know, lots of songs about skating. And uh, you know, the guys from Courtesy Flush invited me over to to watch them play or practice, you know. So it's like, okay, cool. You know, so we went out there and they blew me away, man. Really fast really efficient and i was like these these kids <laughs> back then young kids yeah these kids are fucking awesome i was like these guys they know how to play you know and they're yeah. not playing pennywise or you know something like that you yeah, think, yeah they look like clean cut kids but they're playing hardcore punk and it's fucking great it's tight it's fucking badass right awesome so we hooked up with those guys you know made some friends through there and once again the, the Animal valley hardcore family just continues to grow yeah, yeah and uh you know we we started playing shows you know if we got an out-of-town show if we were playing at the cobalt we'd get you know courtesy flush in on it and vice versa if they were playing like a house show in palmdale they got jerk circus in on it so uh, cobalt cafe uh yeah that was in a canoga park yeah, yeah you know yeah. out of town just if we could do anything out of town because you know Antelope yeah, yeah. Valley, i mean I, I, I played really have there offer. You know, Antelope Valley, I think, still just had schooners, and that was just if we pulled We're, together and made our own show out of it, you know? Yeah, totally. Where is the Colbo Cafe at? It's in uh, Canoga Park.
0: That's right. I remember playing there. I just can't remember what it looks like.
3: Yeah, little little uh, black room. Mm. It's like a little knee-high stage. Been lots of shows there. But I played there a couple times. Yeah. Stand Against. Who else? Did, no, Live For Today didn't play there. Always hmm. Try. I played there with Always Try. That's another band? Yeah, that's right? another band. Later, later. But <laughs> <Later. laughs> a good amount of bands. Yeah. So, you know, then once we started getting to like the 99 to like the 2000s is when play, there's started to become like, you know, Places to play, yeah, more yeah. or less. You, we had a promoter out there that started putting on shows, and they pretty much put them out the same places over and over. You know, there's yeah. uh, El Eldorado, and oh, I remember the Eldorado, yeah, Eldorado, yeah. and uh, the Cedar Center, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the whichever place. one they, they would d- decide to throw it at, but um, uh, it was after I'd left Drunken Mishap, which Drunken Mishap was the band <laughs> that I blew it with the seven inch. Oh, that's that we all put it out out? yeah, 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 of course, you know, all friends to this day now, yeah, you know, I. You know, I regret that. Yeah. I take myself in the ass. <laughs> every time I pick up a record and put it on. I'm like this could have been me. Ugh. So it's okay. So two thousands, you know, stand against. It was after the drunken mishap is when. Uh, I guess I'm kind of missing one band. I did have a band with the drummer of Subjective Right, Brian Bailey. What band a short lived band we were called Uprising Anger. Uh, no demo or nothing exists. Just a boombox recording that's probably lost to obscurity. <laughs> that's cool. Boombox. And uh, and uh, soundwave. and it's just yeah it's just you know we played a couple shows um always had problems finding a bass player and steve edwards from choice slash you know drunken mishap ended up joining in and you know we were able to play a couple house parties and and uh uh, one show that i can even recall that we just kind of got thrown on with the guys from subjective right and you know so that was pretty short-lived but uh it was that was i guess kind of like my first true band experience but uh once you know I was kind of doing the Drunk and Mishap thing simultaneously and when uh I quit that band because you know we were butting heads for whatever reason I can't even remember exactly what everything was at the time but uh it was when I ended up talking to Brian from Stand Against or uh from Subject Right and that's how we decided to form Stand Against oh yeah yeah he had uh Eric Mady already lined up for vocals so I didn't know what to expect we hadn't heard each other yet and they actually had this kid uh from Tehachapi. oh really yeah uh yeah, what was his name? I say it was Brian. I can't remember last name though. He's a younger kid, right? And they had had him, and he was there for I think the first practice. And uh, on the first demo that we recorded, like his song is still on there. We give him, you know, credit to Brian from Tad. You gotta have to look at the demo. Yeah. But he he was only there for like that first practice, so I think he had jammed with them maybe a couple times before that. Yeah, and you know when we got together in my parents' garage, just kind of see okay, well what have we got here?
0: That's where people would practice at your. Parents yeah, garage?
3: we we practice at my parents garage a couple times we did it at brian's but the first one where we got together uh, the nucleus of what became you know stand against yeah was at my parents garage and you know just right away it was just really fast punk music you know like brian you know plays subjective right there if you get to hear them you know, i go ahead and check them out subjective right their music's out there it's good shit man oh it, yeah it's, it's on it fast Spotify it probably. It fast hardcore it should be if not i YouTube. think i have it on amazon Cause I have Amazon music and whatever. I, I just went with, it was when I went to like some type of streaming service. I was like, whoever has DFL, I'm going to like choose them. And that was, so right away I was just like signed up to them. So I just stick with them. I'm kind of a creature of habit, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think they're on there too. I didn't uh, even know Amazon yeah. had music.
3: Yeah. They do. They have
0: a streaming service. <laughs> I'm not too great with music <laughs> stuff too. Actually, Ricky helped me get a uh, anxiety Tag music on Spotify. Cause I had no idea how to do oh, it. Okay. Right on. <laughs> he did it for me. Now a moment for our number one sponsor, Tahatchby Auto Detailing. Oh, hey there. Did you hear how dangerous it is to exterior and or interior detail your automobile? Exterior dangers such as dirty water containing soap, detergent, residual from your exhaust tubes, gasoline. Heavy metals from rust and motor oils can wash off cars and follow directly to storm drains and into the nearest creek or stream where it can harm water quality and wildlife. The phosphate, the phosphates of soap can cause excess algae to grow. Interior dangers such as skin exposure is a primary concern, as many detailing and chemicals can cause skin irritation or dramatic germ- T-tis. Dramatitis, skin irritation, or some other word, I don't know. To mitigate this risk, professionals like to hatch detailing always wear the appropriate protective the appropriate protective gear, including gloves and long-sleeve shirts, to minimize skin contact. Unless you pay extra, then you won't wear any shirt, which makes it more of a risk, which makes it a little more costy, but also more dangerously fun. With all Auto Detailing, they take your seats out to get those spots you ain't never going to get. You know you ain't never going to get those spots. So contact Tyler Napier at 661-972-5858 for a quote today. Add them on Instagram at Tehachapi underscore auto underscore detailing and let them know the greater let them know the greater decent you. Maybe they'll give you a little discount. Maybe not. Make sure you guys support your local business like T-Town Auto Detailing like they support me. They announced that they're going to pay for the greater detail stickers and t-shirts coming soon. Say what? I know.
2: Crazy! Tehachapi
0: Auto Detailing and Iron mine. My- minds were fighting over who who gets to make the greater detail t-shirts and task me out of detail and said they were going to detail my skateboard i was like sold yeah now back to your podcast now back to dub podcast
3: <laughs> yeah so stand against uh slurts beach was another band that was going around during that time we're talking you know 99 to like the you know early 2000s eras and uh Slurred speech was actually uh two guys from Mr. Orange, maybe three, I'm not sure, but they they weren't playing so much the ska punk, they're playing more just like straightforward just kind of like a I don't want to say fat record style punk. It was a little more harder than that, but yeah, it's like yeah, they were right. they're a punk band, right? They cover FYP. They, they covered punk, you know, they they punk punk rock whatever. Yeah, yeah, punk. Uh, offensive device was going and that was basically a drunken mishap with a couple other guys now you know drunk jerk circus whatever you want it was jarman on vocals and steven kyle guitar and drums so it was just Kind of like how you know with baboon with uh, dicky ritardo it's like they're kind of continuing the same yeah, style yeah. but they're a different band so offensive device we played shows with those guys uh so when we started playing a lot with the guys from weak sauce like we'd met them but when we were in stand against them, we really started hooking up with those guys <laughs> <Weak> Sauce. <laughs> yeah we did, we did a tour with those guys and um you know we were always hooking each other up with shows and going back and forth between you know hesperia and lancaster and yeah, just a connections. Yeah, uh, Breaking Down. So Breaking Down was another hardcore punk band during those times. And from there is how I met Brandon Panoranda, who's the drummer of our band now. So we all go pretty far back, you know, as far as like friends and, and other bands we played in yeah uh we don't consider ourselves like an all-star band if anything it's just like we're a bunch of old friends who are finally playing together yeah <laughs> you know we've played enough shows together now let's just play in a band together uh silly band name but uh sloppy titty freaks does <laughs> deserve mention
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: what's funny about sloppy titty freaks is they're probably like the longest running band <laughs> like they're still playing to this day oh really yeah they still play they were playing back then and they still play now so you know, What's their next show? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure, but I, <laughs> I, I saw say. them. Yeah, I saw them a couple times at Transplants not not long ago. You know, <laughs> so they're still playing. You know, Samuel, Tom Ford, you yeah. know, and now they got you know Anthony and, and you know his his kids are actually in the band with them. So oh, really? Yeah, that's a lot of, uh That's fun. Yeah, and then Filthy McNasties. You know, John and, You know, uh, Sean Sean Kingsbury. Uh, I actually forgot to mention a band that, that Sean was in as was a Leisure Boy. So they were another band that was kind of around during those times. But, you know, yeah. later is when they started, you know, Filthy McNasties. Yeah. Uh, band for Life was going shortly after that, and uh, Sean sang for that band. Yeah, Band for Life. Yeah, and from Weak Sauce basically came Blood Stand Still. Oh, okay. Which was, you know, everyone remembers them being heavy hardcore band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Blood Stand Still. Yeah, so before they changed their name to Blood Stand Still, they were actually called Breach of Peace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we played a few shows with them. Where's the
0: blood still from?
3: Hesperia. Uh, oh, yeah. But they ended up, uh, when Aaron, their vocalist, uh, I don't know if he just left the band or what the deal was exactly. Cool guy. I, I ran into him, like, a few years ago. But um, uh, They got uh, Danny Stella to sing for them. And Danny Stella's from Palo Valley. Oh, yeah. Right? And uh, when Danny left the band, then they got Mark Williams. And Mark used to play guitar and fed up. Oh, really? so it's it's got it's connection to, to Lancaster I love Valley, yeah, yeah I love Valley. so even though they're from Hesperia they played a lot of shows in Lancaster because we kind of still consider them like a hometown band Yeah, yeah you know it's like we all knew Mark for how many years of course we're gonna support yeah, the band yeah. you know and we'd known Art and Danny from Weak Sauce and whatnot, so we're all just friends. Uh, Rip to Shreds was a band that came later with uh, Jarmena, the vocalist from uh, Drunken Mishap. Uh, kind of a thrashy, hardcore type band. You know? So we're kind of closing up you know, the, the 2000s ish yeah. era and getting to more like the middle, which w- was where uh, really? I kind of got involved with after Stand Against. Oh, cool. All right, so uh, now we're, you know, talking the uh, 2004-ish eras, like I guess the mid-2000s. Yeah. It was when I got even more involved after I had left uh, Stand Against. I think Stand Against for me had nothing against the guys. Once again, we are all good friends, you know. this my buddy Steve who passed away last year. But uh, I think I just wanted to kind of do something a little more straightforward youth crew style you know? Mm -hmm. So, it was at that point when I left the band that uh, I got hit up by my friend uh, Manny to do what became One Step Forward. Okay. So, I was originally in in their band, and it was me, Tim Johns, Andy Rodriguez, uh, Evan Campbell, who played the reunion show, and uh, Dan Hitchcock. And, you know, that was where we wrote the core of basically those songs you know i was still in the band when we were playing those songs but uh it was uh when i got i didn't get asked to join live for i actually asked if i could join them <laughs> oh really yeah so Where's this up? was back in the myspace days if you If anyone to remember yeah. the myspace days yeah. uh billy had posted that their bass player was moving to uh to las vegas so right away i hit him up i was like dude please i know you guys know me as a guitar player but i, I Give me a shot before you guys give the slot to anyone else. Yeah. Well, you know, unbeknownst to me at the time, but they were just kind of like, you're in. They, they just wanted to be in the band, right? Yeah. So, you know, I was doing One Step Forward, and then I was also doing Live For Today, so I was in both bands at once. Oh, okay. So when we play shows here and there, of course, you know I just do double duty. Back then was no problem, no girlfriend, no family, nothing. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. So all your free time. Yeah, lives. back you hear about a lot of these bands They can do multiple bands because they don't have a girlfriend or. You know, yeah, yeah. You know they fill other a lot of time, priorities. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, and you know it was cool. You know we we're all still good buddies and whatnot. But uh, the other bands that were going were like uh, fit to be tied. I wasn't in live for today from the start, so we know that much. So as far as like the whole history on live for today, I don't know. Until yeah. How long
0: were they a band before? started
3: i want to say a year or two maybe oh, yeah. something like that uh glory from shame. That band, or? i'm not sure this is where i mean we're like the early early history of live for today yeah. you'd probably have to ask probably billy and cody about that one maybe billy should have come uh, he'll he'll uh fill me in on that <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh glory from shame was uh, another band that it had Randy Gorski, who ended up being in Live for Today as well. Uh, Start Something, Edgar and uh, Mike Sash. Uh, Down and Out was another hardcore band. Uh, was, uh, Lewis and Annable. Uh, back on Track put out a pretty cool demo. They were like a younger Live for Today, if you could call it that. You know, oh, yeah. they're like the younger kids who all about the youth crew and straight edge and whatnot. Uh, Street Sharks started like at that time. Yeah, they were good, man. They were a good band. Their demo was still good to listen to, if you can get your hands on one. Yeah. Um, and we're fucked. You, you know, as far as, like, the, the punk scene and stuff, like, Stand Against was actually still going. It's just I had quit that band. So, like, there's some bands that were still going. Um, Stand Against was still going, and uh, the next band for, uh, like, Joe Armenta and all those guys, you know, it, it all started with Drunk and Mishap, and then, you know, Offensive Device, and Ripped to Shreds. Well, now it was, uh, we're fucked, and it's was steve and and joe from drunken mishap but now they had uh, jeff uh scabs uh vocalist of scabs but he plays drums now oh yeah so he played drums in in their band and uh we went on till you know what was it, around 2006 i think you know so we were doing that and you know about the same times when street sharks had kind of faded away street and charts. you know yeah and, and you know it was cool man it was like you know Finally, I guess you could say Antelope Valley or Lancaster or whatever you want to call it, actually had like a small youth crew. Yeah. It was small, but it was there, you know, it's like it wasn't a big straight edge scene just because some of us were straight edge. Animal Valley never had a big straight edge scene. All yeah. of us can, you know, vouch for, you know, all of our friends who drank or smoked or whatever. and You know, they were still our friends. You know, they're all still my friends to this day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was never any shit talking because I was straight edge. Because some of the friends remember me when I used to drink when I was younger. Yeah. And then I went straight edge. You know, so it was kind of like, it, you know, you knew my old friends when they were the ones who remember me when I drank because yeah, I was straight yeah. edge for like 21 years. You know, so that was a pretty long time that, you know, when I was in like Live for Today, a lot of the you know the crowd and you know people that I met were younger than me so they only knew me as being straight edge or they only knew me as being you know a, a bass player they don't remember yeah. part of me being like a guitar player or anything like that cuz when I was in stand against I played guitar okay. so a lot of people remember me for that
0: why did you uh, choose to be straight edge after not being straight edge like, uh, like a, I think it's,
3: or? I don't think it's so much like a, a a defining moment but I think part of me when I was growing up was never comfortable with the drinking. Like, I kind of always felt that I was just doing it because my friends are doing it. And if I don't, I'm not going to be cool. Yeah. You know, and which is kind of silly. But when you put yourself in into, like, a teenager's mind... In that mindset, and, yeah. And, you know, you, you start to try to remember. So, especially now with kids, our kids are becoming teenagers. And yeah. They're trying to, even though they're giving you attitude and this, and you're trying to remember, wait a minute, just... Hold up mindset, Remember yeah, what yeah, they yeah. were dealing with Even though like now you think work sucks High school seems easy Hey when you were in high school it wasn't So yeah. you gotta like remember how they're feeling And what they're dealing with It's not always the same exact story mm-hmm. But you know So for me I could say that the drinking Was It wasn't appealing to me if that makes sense Yeah. yeah. It's just I kind of did it because That's what everyone else did is What you were supposed to do as a punk rocker oh, know, yeah. Quote unquote whatever but, you know, listening to a lot of the straight-edge bands, it's like, I remember when I decided to stop, some of my friends were kind of like, nah, like, no, nah, you're not going to. It's like, well, I am, you know? And they never gave me shit about it, but it was kind of, it surprised some of them. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, it's like, you go from being a you know, punk rock kid with a beer in hand, everyone's got to have a beer in their hand, to now I'm just a punk rocker with no beer in my hand, a soda pop or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But... You know, and during the, the mid-2000s when it was kind of like, you know, it was really cool because, you know, one of my friends at the time, you know, I, I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but my friend Corey Rayleigh he was straight-edge. And we were the same thing. We are about the same age. We got into punk. We, we remembered punk and then getting into hardcore. And, you know, he's got his story of, like, hearing Gorilla Biscuits and it blew his mind. And, you know, it's we finally had, like, a, a small group of friends that were straight-edge. So, yeah. you know, we'd have fun just going, you know record stores or comic shops and playing cards at Mike Sash's house <laughs> you know poker night at Mike's with right. nothing but sodas and junk food that was our way of getting wasted you know
0: that was in uh, Lancaster or Palmdale
3: yeah well Quartz Hill-ish oh, area Quartz Hill. yeah okay. like West Lancaster I guess
0: yeah I'm not really like sure like what Antelope Valley like the whole area like persists like is it just Lancaster Palmdale uh,
3: Quartz Hill Quartz oh, okay. Hill's, like you know, a little further west than I guess what's considered West Lancaster. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Palmdale, of course. You know I, don't know, I guess you could consider Little Rock. But, you know, that once again, I remember meeting people from, like, the Little Rock area. But I can't recall any bands that come to mind. Like I said, I, I, I don't know every aspect. I'm sure there probably was a band or maybe a short-lived band. Well, Lake L.A., I guess, has its moment with uh, Mother Mary.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I got yeah, that. Yeah, Mother, Mother Mary, Mary. I,
3: I almost left them out. I
0: have them on the yeah, left. Yeah,
3: that was uh, Danny Stella. He's sang for Blood Stand Still. Uh Lyle Riddle, he's he's still doing a uh, Spray Allen is the band he's in now. Uh, great drummer, man. One of the best I've ever played with. Uh, and Cody is actually who got hit up about joining that band, and when he got hit up, he hit me up to play guitar in that band. Okay. Yeah, so he played bass, I played guitar, he just borrowed one of my basses, and uh, that was great. The little demo that we put out, I still like listening to that. It's pretty uh, brutal and excellent with its little guitar parts that uh, Ryan added. He, he's really good at guitar player he played guitar in band for life so he's good at playing like lead guitar that type of stuff i was never good at yeah, yeah. and he just shreds away on this hardcore riffage and it's fucking awesome <laughs> mother mary that was another band short-lived that was at one point i was in one step forward live for today and mother mary that's the most bands i've ever been in at one point oh really? yeah it was time consuming but it was fun it was like there was always something to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. What else do I got? I got a... Uh, so I guess Lake L.A. kind of has a little spot in the Antelope Valley history. You
0: got a uh, Trista also over there.
3: Oh, Triste. Triste? Yeah, Triste. triste. yeah.
0: And uh, Get Greens? Get Greens. We used to play with Get Greens.
3: Yeah, so that that is uh, kind of during like the Life for a Life. What I call the yeah, life for, a life, for a era. life, yeah. So now we're talking maybe like two thousand tens. Yeah, that's a little. Later, yeah, huh? it, it, it gets hazy. Like I, you got, you got the whole list I'm sorry, I'm yeah, like i Yeah, I well, I only have it just so I can kind of have it sort of in order of how the shit went down. In the, yeah. Exact years, I can't pinpoint because it was all a blur. It, like I said, it even though it has its high points and low points as far as venues and how strong the scene was at one moment. Yeah. It never fully dies away. And it just continues. So, you know, from uh, from that era, you know, Life for Life, w- w- you know, they were playing their shows and then they ended up being basically one of the bigger bands out in, you know, Lancaster. And uh, Always Try was going, uh, Youth Crew Band. Uh, Downfall got going also. I ended up joining with those guys. Uh, Sovereign Strength is a hardcore band. They, they put out good music and toured and all that good stuff. Uh, Trapper Keeper. Trapper Keeper. Uh, <laughs> What other bands? I'm trying to think of. Uh,
0: was it like corned beef and rice? What was a? Uh,
3: oh, that was before all that. I, like, hey, that oh, I forgot about that. That <laughs> that was more during the stand against times. Okay. Uh, ska punk type band. Okay. Two Tone Army is another one from that era. Two-tone See, now Army. we're going a little bit back, but <laughs> Two Tone Army and Corned Beef Rice and Tofu—they were two <laughs> to like ska <laughs> punk bands. It was fun stuff, man. That's They're, funny. Like that's I cool. said, there's so many bands. It's like, oh yeah, that band. Oh yeah, that band. I forgot about that
0: band. You know? Yeah, yeah. And like Cap Gun Robbery.
3: Cap Gun Robbery. There's all
0: man, from. I mean, Al, it's yeah, from yeah. Alan from Get Greens and. Okay, that okay. That, that, them, I
3: remember yeah. that too. Cap Gun Robbery. Yeah.
0: And High Tension. Remember that one. High Tension. You mentioned that one. Was,
3: no, I did not mention. Was High Tension, uh, was it Max and uh, Mike? I'm not sure. uh, Just uh, Aaron.
0: Alan uh, told me that one. And Panic Over War. Okay,
3: Panic Over War was around during the Live for Today era. They played, they were a punk rock band, like a straight punk rock band. They were good. Actually, the singer was at the Live for Today reunion hmm yeah he came on said what's up And i was like i know you <laughs> i remember you
0: how was that for you like the whole reunion show oh man, was that awesome like were you nervous like going into it or
3: uh i always get nervous you know matter how many shows i played no, I, I totally still I agree with that
0: like every show yeah just like, I, it, once oh. i play i'm
3: fine but like beforehand i'm always just like nervous
0: no, totally. That's how I am, even with the, every podcast I do. Like, before, I'm like, uh, what am I going to yeah, do? Yeah, I, I didn't was, know like, what to go, expect you know? the whole way up here. I'm like, oh, my God, i got to take
3: it
0: to Yeah, I, I have, know. like, all these ideas, and then, like, when it starts happening, I'm like, well, that's not anything, like, I plan on it to go, but, like, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um...
3: Yeah, it was, you know, a little bit nervous, but once, once we started playing, because, I mean, it was very uh, quick. Me and Ricky and Billy... We got together a couple times, but basically, all we were doing was jamming to the recordings. Yeah, there was no full band, so we really only had one entire practice with the full band. When Mike and Cody flew in from and where Bren, and Brennan, uh, they flew in from Washington. That's cool, yeah. Mike lives up uh, in Bellingham and I forget exactly what city Cody lives in, but it's around like 40 minutes away or something like that. So they were able to meet up a couple times uh, and jam from songs, where they are. yeah, which was good because that way, when we came together, we weren't. Everyone completely, was we you, were kind yeah. of at least a little warmed up, but once we started playing, it was much faster, I think. That's how it always is. Yeah, we were playing way faster. Mike's like, you know, good drummer, man. You know, so right away we all, you know, we've all clicked before, so it just came together really quick and fast the only thing that I can say is like a bummer is I feel like, I was Ricky to was it. there? No. Yeah. yeah. I you, I have to show up. No. Always
0: Sorry. with this baseball hats. No, I love this. I love you, man.
3: But it, it, that's, the, I guess it's just the, the bittersweetness of it. You know, it was oh, great totally, to play. Yeah. I wish I would have had more time to talk with everybody. Um, I ended up I called sure. Cody maybe like a week after the show and I talked to him more on the phone after that show than we were actually physically together you know we we played the show you know and when we got to the show I mean I'm sure we all ran into the same problem of we didn't get to just hang out together because all our old friends were there and we're just like reconnected with a bunch of old faces some of the new faces that were there to still see us that we know you know newer recent friends and yeah that's
0: kind of so, awesome
3: so it, it was cool but it, at the same time it's kind of a bummer because it's like just like that.
0: Yeah, you kind of wish it was like you, know, you all started earlier in the yeah, day so everyone we could we just like. The, we did the talk old school tradition
3: everyone. of going to in and out after the show like we used to always do. And, you know, once we went our separate ways, you know, I, I kind of was feeling it out. I asked, like, hey, you guys, like, you know, busy tomorrow? Is it more like family stuff? And family stuff. So it's like, all right, man. Yeah. This is goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, we're all still really close friends. Like, no matter how many years apart or miles away, you know, like, it was a good experience and you know it's been fun like you know of course you know i i've never stopped listening to hardcore or anything like that uh, i stopped being straight edge it was around 2018 i believe oh really yeah, yeah like uh my son's mom you know she at the time i thought it would be a way for us to kind of
0: connect. connect
3: a little better but it was just oil and water no matter what so once i had stopped it was kind of cool like, well, you know I still got my love and respect for straight edge, but I don't. I couldn't consider myself straight edge again. You yeah. Know, even if I decided to quit, like I don't want to just you know claim it to me. I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know I've already been there. Yeah, and, yeah. You know I've got enough respect for me. that people aren't just gonna be oh you're a sellout. It's like dude I'm, I'm turning fifty next year. Come on, you know what I mean. <laughs> Damn, it's not the cool. end of the world. It's not. I'm not gonna be falling down drunk. It's just you know I like to have a beer.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah,
3: you know, so it's no big deal. Plus, you know. Anyone who really knows me knows how much I love, like, my medieval history and whatnot and just the whole history behind, you know, beer and, you know, the medieval periods with, you know, ales and brewing and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, like, like a like, big love for that? Yeah, I, I love all medieval history, you know, my, my favorite time. Like the whole
0: cheersing and, like, how it pours into each other's drinks so that everyone knows that they're not poisoning each
3: other. Oh, <laughs> you're thinking of that. What do you think I, of? I'm thinking of actually, like, knighthoods and, you know. <laughs> like uh, knightly orders and you know different eras and you know the crusading eras and oh, that's and cool the 15th century you know all, all i love all the castles and just the the history behind you know armor and its uh, advancements with the advancements of weapons at the time you know that's as, cool yeah, how'd you get as, into that uh, i think just because i was always a kid and like armor and knights and stuff so you just like kept i just got into more that. and more into it you know it's like
0: you think that's like a punk rock sort of thing, I just dig into history like yeah, that? Yeah, you
3: know, start reading, you know, once I started reading books about, you know, the Templars or, you know, just the, the medieval crusading eras and stuff, like, you know, there's more and more. I've got lots of books on different, you know, time periods. You know, what was, a lot of people will focus on one moment in history, like, you know, we'll mention the Crusades, you know, in the Middle East that happened, you know, say 12, we'll just say the 1295 era. There was stuff going on in at the time what was to become Spain. Simultaneously, you know, battles that were going on and like you know, what were considered the Baltic Crusades. A lot of people don't mention those kinds of periods, but there was a lot of stuff going on in the world, simultaneously, and like those those things are like interesting to me. It's like you know when you're into punk and then you discover this band that was around that you never heard of that was around in the eighties. It's like oh, it's like a gem you. That's so a, just yeah, that those bits of knowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing with me it's like you know some people in like, deeper and deeper yeah and they deeper. like knights and stuff they like watching you know medieval movies and this and that and of course i watch them with a grain of salt because i go oh that's kind of inaccurate or they didn't have this kind of armor back then or but I just keep it to myself. I'm not trying to point out flaws. Yeah, or any- I do that loud a lot, and people are like, "Yeah, all right, yeah. It's like, <laughs> a, yeah, It's like, "Okay, nerd," you know. What I mean? yeah, yeah, Go play some D
0: do that with like a lot of nerd. things, you know, yeah. Like, well, I mean, in reality, <laughs> yeah. So,
3: so you know, I'm I'm not gonna just give up drinking. You know, I, I love my hardcore, and I still love my straight edge music and stuff. Yeah. I'm just I'm just not straight edge anymore. Okay, you know, I'm proud of all my friends who were able to stick it out. Oh, definitely.
0: Know? Yeah, you have a respect for. Yeah, it,
3: it, it is hard. Yeah, You know, it's not that easy just because like when I first, you know, for me, it was like I, I kind of felt like it wasn't something I, I wanted to do was drink, you know, when I was younger. Now that I'm older, it's, you know, it's not nothing wrong with having a little bit of a change of heart, you know, mm-hmm. especially as long as there's no harm to anyone. I know? like how you call it a change of heart. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, there's no, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with just being responsible. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't go out and, you know, get shit face drunk and start fights. I'm not going to, you know drinking and driving is never going to happen. You know, my dad used to do that. And like, there are certain things that, that could be part of why I didn't want to drink too, is just seeing how my dad was with it. So it's always like this kind of thing where when I do drink and say, if I'm starting to get a little drunk, it's like, you got to kind of like, remember, don't, don't do what your dad did. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't let that become like a, a a wedge between your family and the drinking, you know? So it's like, even with drinking, you got to, keep things in check you know yeah yeah, totally so either way it's it's you know it's hard it's like you trying to drink and and maintain being responsible versus not drinking and you know and and not not taking that too far either as far as like uh you know begrudging other people because they want to drink yeah just because they're drinking you're not yeah you know like i said during our time you know we were still friends with people who drink. we it was nice having our little crew at the time but let's be honest, Lancaster didn't have the biggest straight edge scene. So for the most part, all of us were still friends with our old friends that did drink. Yeah. You'd go to the parties. I would just have a rock star in my hand instead of a beer or something, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so, you know, it's, you know, being straight edge was nice and it's always going to be a a big, uh, important part of my, my life history.
0: Even if it's not for everything, it's still a good thing for the time that you are doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. On that note, let me ask uh, some fun questions. So your uh, live for today was that like a, that was like a posi band, right?
3: Yeah, we were pretty positive.
0: Okay, yeah. So, so I have I made a fun game called Posi Neggy. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: Posi live for today, Neggy. <laughs> yeah, Mother Mary. So not- <laughs> uh, we used to call us the Neggy Band. Oh, Mother Mary. Yeah, was. yeah, me and Cody had to get our negative shit out. So, <laughs> yeah, so, that so that's, the that's how we, band. we That's a mother sweet name Mary's.
0: for a Neggy Band, Mother Mary. Mother Mary. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Here's uh, the first situation, you got A is uh, Posse and B is Nagy, which one would you choose? Someone cuts you off on the freeway and gives you a look like it's your fault. So the Posse would be, do you take the deep breath and just go about your day? Or B, do you follow them and find out where they live and then find out their daily routine, maybe pick up one of their hobbies, become close with the family and... Ruin their life from the inside out? So, which one do you choose?
3: So, I see you've been in my mind for the B answer. But since I have a family, I can't endanger them, so I have to be positive on that one. What is positive? If I was still single and back in the old days, I would have been B. <laughs> because everyone knows me. I was in a posy band, that's true. Yeah. But I was also a skinhead. Oh, yeah? And that part of the violent part of the skinhead never left. Mm.
0: <laughs> which I'm sure you had a lot of situations in the AV. <laughs>
3: there were, yeah.
0: Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, situation number two. Someone's dog poops in your lawn, and they and they don't pick it up. And you're hiding in the bushes, which you do all the time for no reason. So you catch it in the act. Do you, A, pick it up with your shovel and put it in the trash, or do you be pick up the poop and throw it at the person while they're walking away?
3: I guess I've become negative. <laughs> I would well, I probably wouldn't throw it at them, but I would probably pick it up with a shovel and leave it on their doorstep. <laughs>
0: yeah, do that, mm-hmm.
3: so you'd follow them home. <laughs> probably, yeah. but since i in a condo, it probably wouldn't be too hard to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> all in <laughs> the same area. Yeah, it's a gated community. <laughs> now you just can't get out. <laughs>
0: Okay, and then real fast, before we play the next game, let's find out how Ricky joined the band for today.
3: Yeah, please tell me, because I, <laughs> I was talking to Cody, oh. but I was like, hey. And you can mention a little bit more, because I was going to ask. Well, get on the mic. Are you on there? Yeah. You want to say hi to Ricky? Hello. That one doesn't
0: <laughs> have this protection, so I don't know how close you need to be. You can probably All see right. it from there.
3: All right. Yeah. Yeah, I was so, talking
4: to Cody about that, and I have no idea...
3: I remember, I, I remember that. you coming over to my parents' house, and I was going over the songs with you, and you were writing what you call your chicken scratch tabs. I still have a notebook. But right I'm there. trying to remember. I think it was because Mike Sash left, so that was when we got. Cause uh, Randy played guitar, so I think since he was moving the drums to take Mike's spot, that's why we brought you in. Yeah, I never. That came. would make sense. Yeah, yeah, I never played with Sash besides after okay. Randy left. So,
4: yeah, because I know I was a big fan. I still have, like, the shirt that I had, you know, okay. when I was like, oh, yeah, Live for Today is so cool. It had to have been MySpace being the connection because living in Mojave, I don't yeah. really run into you guys on the street or anything. Okay. So it had to have been MySpace, the connection, to be like, hey, you
3: want to join the band? Did you I'm going to say that's probably why that would make be- the most sense is yeah. because Mike left and because we did move Randy to drums. Because we knew it was going to be too hard to find another drummer. And Randy's a good drummer, but it's just the sound kind of changed a little bit. They just don't drum the same, you know. Yeah. Mike, Mike Sash has the definite two-step and beat down and fast posy stuff. He has it all down. Yep. Randy is just different. I want to say it was more punkish sounding, if anything. Oh,
0: did, uh, did you guys ask Ricky or did Ricky, did uh, you,
3: hey guys, can I play? I don't remember so much like being asked. I think they had mentioned, hey, we're thinking of getting Ricky, and it was kind of like, okay, cool. Because like, I, I knew Ricky already. Oh, really? Race, like, so.
0: how's that? From shows?
3: Uh Well, I met you during uh, the Courtesy Flush year, so that was, what, like, late 90s is when I met you. Yeah. But uh, you were living in Mojave, right? Yeah. I was like, Yeah I you met know. you and your sister. And your sister plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Are your sister played music? Mm-hmm. She still does. Oh, so, and, like, oh really? Classic rock band. Okay. In town. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> was
0: gonna- good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, really? What's that band? Uh, Overdrive. They play like big papas and Oh really? Yeah. Huh. I never heard of. Them. <laughs> well What's funny
3: is me and Cody would talk about that. Like, you know, we'd talk about like, you know, I would love to like when I get older just play in like a cover band. Yeah. And now I'm seeing people do it. Like I've seen like your sisters, like, you know, on Facebook, like the little and yeah. also Anthony does that i are they called Last Call or something? And they just do like covers. Not and I'm call. like, oh, I'm not the only one who thinks like that. It's like we come from <laughs> hardcore and punk, but it's like when you get you older, keep it's like playing, you just want to yeah. keep playing. You know, but we can't play. Can we well, I, I guess new? we can. I don't yeah, know. yeah, time will you know time will tell on that one. Yeah. But it's like they're already doing it, and like they're like you know, well probably younger than me.
0: Isn't it cool too? Like, as time goes by, we're like learn learning or whatever that like like older guys are still like going to shows and like everyone's just like connecting together, and it's not like just just the younger guys like not the younger guys like. Oh, what are these older guys doing there? Everyone's like, oh, cool, these guys are here. Everyone's <laughs> hanging out. It's just like connecting together. Pretty cool. Yeah,
3: <laughs> especially now, you know, with the, the different, you know, there's... Well, Transplants, I guess, is probably the, the mainstay in Antelope Valley.
0: That place is uh, cool looking. Rabid. Yeah, Rabid. I
3: think they're in the process of moving a location. And yeah. from the last I heard, I, I was forgot I was going to try to call call Shane to ask him what was going on so I could kind of give a proper, you know... News on what's going on with that, but you know, yeah, uh, I hope I hope it just keeps going because
0: yeah, I know they're moving the venue to a different spot, okay, like yeah. a more permanent spot. Because yeah, I yeah. talked to Ruben. like he does artwork. He did the rabbit, the the artwork for that. Okay, and he said they're moving it to a new, hopefully a new permanent spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that that's uh,
3: hell. They they had uh, they had to like, last minute yeah, venue change or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: yeah, like yeah.
3: Yeah, because you know that. You know, transplants, I guess, like, places like that, you know, that cater to everything. They're not just there, like, for the punk. So what I like about, you know, Rabbit and why I would prefer to play someplace like that or a bigger professional-style venue is because they have the heart. Yeah, right. You know, they're they're throwing on hardcore shows. They're throwing on punk shows, thrash shows. It's, you know, where, in a way, you can say that's where it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? like. I, I feel more comfortable at a show where I'm around more people who understand me than being at a brewery that has, you know, security, that has nothing they don't understand. I've heard them mumbling like, Oh, when they start dancing I'm gonna start beating people or whatever. It's yeah. like come on, dude. You don't I thought we kind of energy, like yeah. what fucking century did you go up? You know, thrashing and moshing has been around for how long now? You yeah. Acting like as if it's getting you know, out of control. It's like Yeah. I've never seen a pit get that out of control in all of my years, you know, the hundreds of shows I've been to. Yeah. So it goes to show you how the outside still looks at
0: the inside, yeah. the, the, Our inside. the hardcore.
3: Yeah what, yeah. what we know, you know, yeah. what we know is the norm. There, there's still people who don't get it. And yeah, I totally I, I'm not that. saying the owner doesn't get it. I'm not trying to bad mouth transplants. It's but just, there's people that just like but, never been in that Yeah, You're, you're so going like, to get the people who are there just to drink, you know, whereas when you go to a, yeah. a you know, show at Rabbit, you're getting the people who are there. Literally because they're part of the scene. Yeah, they're know? there for it. Yeah, you're not, not just, just you know, you're not just invited their... to to someone else's house and to do your thing. You know, mm. you're at the home to do your thing. It's kind no, of how totally. it feels. But I'm grateful. I mean, we play shows at Transplant, so I'm grateful. I mean, shit, I miss Black Flag, but goddamn, we had Black Flag play out here. Come on, I wouldn't have seen that when I moved out here. You know.
0: Yeah, totally. I
3: couldn't see that one coming, so I can't can't argue. It's like uh, what people will say, like uh, take it or leave it you know would you rather not have it or have it well i'd rather yeah, have i'd it. rather have it definitely, yeah, yeah you know it's like i'm bummed that I yeah up all the times though. that you know especially us that you know a lot of people talk crap about venues like that and you know you're talking to someone who grew up with like all we had was backyard parties and you know you're always going to get the youngster that goes like fuck that i'd rather always have backyard parties till i die and it's like do you say that when you're like 15 years from now and, yeah, in, yeah, and yeah. in the same band you know mm-hmm. what i mean like a band wants to play someplace yeah yeah. everyone who's played in the band they want to play somewhere you know yeah they don't just want to play in the backyard forever most people because right now you're saying that i was like man if, if i could just keep the backyards that'd be so cool <laughs> but in my, yeah i in my know, own people, backyard, I know what you mean though in yeah. my own backyard yeah where i could just be like okay everyone's gotta leave i gotta go to work tomorrow I'm yeah go, something like that
0: i feel like like backyard shows <laughs> and like mainly garage shows are like my favorite because like if you're in the room, you have nowhere else to go, and that should be where you want to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no,
3: there's, there's some crazy, you know, I've been you know, thrown into my own amplifier and knocking over a half stack. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember playing at uh, John from Breaking Down's living room, and it was when I was in Stand Against, and, you know, we're playing, and, you know, obviously there's, you know, moshing and all this stuff, and people are, like, diving off fucking sofas or... Dining chairs. Anything I don't you not step on. And, like, at one point, you know, they're, like, you know, on top of the crowd and everything. And, like, I'm, like, looking up, like, holy shit, this fucking 150-pound kid's about Might to fall. fall. on me. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's literally right in front of me. They're, like, it was nuts, dude. It, remind, it reminds me of, like, you know, not that we're on the same level, but if you've ever... Remember the, the underdog demos LP? Oh, I love that. How, like, that picture, yeah. like, he's just right there, and you see the crowd, like, well, that's I what list, it felt like. It's, it's like, on
0: my playlist, and I see
3: that picture that you're talking about yes, all the time. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I love that. It's just like, I you love see underdogs. him singing, and you see the crowd, like, right there about to fall on him. So yeah. That's what it felt like. I was like, holy shit, this kid's going to fall on me. That's so cool. I love underdogs. Yeah. So, house shows, yeah. it's it's they got that intensity that you don't get
0: at. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's a small room. So, like, if you're there, then you're there. And if you're not there, then you're outside and you're missing it. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs)
3: yeah it's it's like a like
0: this room right here would be perfect for a show yeah (laughs) i remember we played in fresno and it was like half a garage that was turned into a room but like on the walls they had just like uh twin bed mattresses like lined up (laughs) and like it was summertime so i was like i could feel the sweat like building up on my shin going down while we're playing and like Everyone's just jumping off the mattresses onto each other. (laughs) And, like, my friend Tanner, that that you actually tattooed this. Oh, yeah. If you look on the Anxiety Tech Fresno show, it's, like, you can see him, like, running and jumping off the mattresses onto everyone. (laughs) It's just, like, so cool. But, yeah, that small room venue is perfect. Yeah. All right, let's play another game. So I call this game Kick, Flip, or Bust. And when you say Kick, Flip, or Bust, you don't, you just, I'm going to say a word, and you tell me Kick, Flip, or Bust. Ready? So football. Bust. Bust. Spaghetti.
3: Kick, Flip.
4: (laughs)
0: <laughs> Cakeflip. <laughs> call of Duty. Bust. You can jump in here if you want, Ricky. Kickflip, Call of
4: Duty.
0: Alright. So, pharmacy board shop? Uh, kickflip Sure, cake flip. <laughs> <laughs> They're a board shop.
3: <laughs>
0: S- system of a down? Uh, I'm throwing <laughs> in my <a> new
3: word. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> flowers? Like flowers? Like yeah, flowers. flowers. Like pretty like flowers? Like, like, yeah, like pretty flowers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like pretty kind, flowers. kind.
0: Sure, kickflip Kickflip, Love? But <laughs> you Remember, your friends and family will hear this. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's,
4: kickflip, kickflip. Bus yeah. for me because I'm always asleep by. This
3: year I got to celebrate it, and I was off the next day, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got to actually stay up.
0: What do you guys have any uh, New Year's resolutions? No. <laughs> no. Nah?
4: No, but I have keto and straight edge for this month. Oh, that's cool. Oh, For like January? A, yeah, yeah, like a, a one lunch. month resolution. I, I did that
0: on uh, October. Yeah. That's cool. October? Yeah. After that, though, I definitely like started drinking a lot less. Not in that I drank shelter, much you, like, before, but it was just like... Bloated feeling all the time? No, I just... I don't know. Maybe I saved money. <laughs> Alright, what about uh, Blood In, Blood Out? Kickflip. Kickflip? You ever seen that? No.
3: Whoa! <laughs> All right, movie night at
0: <laughs> Yeah, up. you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. If you after don't that, watch it, I
3: would we watch American Me. <laughs> oh, American <laughs> Me!
0: You know they filmed that at the same time. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, I been, I watched a podcast with a couple of guys from Blood and Blood Out the other day, and uh, American Me was getting filmed like at the same time. Oh, really? You know that the the ball guy from uh, American Me is pretty much like Miklo from Blood and Blood Out. Oh, really? Yeah, and like the uh what's his name for American me the main guy uh
3: oh uh Edward Edward James, James almost? almost yeah
0: he's pretty much like uh the older guy on blood and blood out the one that gets stabbed yeah that's okay. pretty much him like uh... it's like pretty much like the same story almost yeah like you two know it's funny yeah, i
3: never really saw it that way yeah
0: funny. I'll show you the 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 podcast I watched. it's like a two- hour podcast it's pretty cool with the uh, Popeye and um the artist brother from blood and blood out and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh uh, what's his name? The spider, that guy. The, Venus. So, next one, uh, Sid from Toy Story. Just
4: because he had the zero uh-huh. shirt on. Kickflip <laughs> or Bust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what my thought was, too, because he has that zero shirt on. <laughs> uh,
0: Ted Nugent. Bust. Bust. Kickflip. Kickflip. All right. Bust. Drew Barrymore. Bust. Kathy Lee Griffin. Or Kathy Griffin. <laughs> Is it Kathy Lee? Like, that's her middle name. Bust. 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 She knew that. Takashi six nine. Bust. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I have for that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, was that all the history?
3: Uh, well, I mean, we got to like the like, for a life for life, you know, and after that, you know, uh, Inner Strength was a band that I had done with uh, Cody, and we, you got. Uh,
0: you were in that band too. Inner Strength, yeah. Which all of the bands were you in?
3: Uh, well, Jerk Circus slash, you know, Shitface, whatever you want to call it, uh. Stand Against were, like, the bands that I, like, was known for at first. And then, you know, I guess One Step Forward, Live For Today, is probably, like, another band that I'm, like, mainly known for. Uh, Mother Mary, Street Sharks. um, Was that from the cartoon Oh, you know who I forgot to mention? There was an oi band from uh, Antelope Valley, the Dogs of War. I was actually with those guys, too. I wasn't one of the original guys, but they were a a skinhead oi band. And I was actually in them for a few shows. I was in their band for, oh, maybe about a year or so. Um, But I I forgot about that. I was in their band, too. Um, But they were around during, I guess, the Stand Against, so around the 2000s. They carried on for, if I could take a guess, maybe close to 10 years they were around. Um, One of those bands I wish would have recorded something because they were good. So they got, they're another band that I was in. I ended up joining in with uh, Downfall. Yeah, kind of a comeback kidish style band. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, who else? Wait, okay. I got to look at the... Oh, I ended up joining in in Always Try. So I was on one of their demos. Those were all maybe maybe two. bands? Yeah, Always Try was a youth crew band. Um,
0: was it after uh, Love for Today? Or?
3: Yeah, this is the Downfall and
0: you think Chance was, like, the first, like, Youth of Today or, like, a Youth Crew kind of band? Uh, Choice? Choice, sorry.
3: Um, Chance. Kind of. They weren't a straight-edge band by any like, means, you know, but they were into all the same, you know, they listened to bands like Rudimentary Peni and Crass, but at the same time, they liked Youth of Today and Gorilla Biscuits and Judge, oh, those oh, kinds oh. of bands that, you know, when you were a hardcore punker, a lot of people... That was when, like, a lot of the dividing lines were starting to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah It was kind of like, if you were straight yeah, yeah. edge, you, you know, you look down on the guy with the Mohawk. If you were with the Mohawk, you look down on the clean cut kid who's wearing a Yale t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or something like that, you know. To me, it was just all part of punk. So, I never, like, saw it that way. I just liked, yeah. you know, I got all my records and, you know. I'd,
0: For me, that was like, uh, like my, because I skateboarded before I was in, like, punk hardcore. So, like, I would have friends that were, like, doing drugs and friends that weren't doing drugs. So, that was, like, how me, that's how I connected with, like, everyone. Like, I wasn't just, like, if you didn't do this, then you weren't with me and stuff like that. Yeah. Was that like that for you, too? Or? Yeah,
3: because, I mean, you know, I liked the music, so, but there was never really, like, a, a str- like, I didn't really know anyone who was straight edge.
0: Yeah, because, like, you'd have, like, the it's- straight edge people that were, like, super intense straight edge, so they wouldn't talk to people that weren't straight yeah. edge. Yeah. But and yeah, You hear like,
3: about that like in different scenes or whatever, but like with Lancaster, there really wasn't like you know, from what I can remember, there may have been a couple people who like tried straight edge for like a year or something, but it wasn't the big. You thing. can't say there was a scene, you know, like f- as far as like straight edge goes, like even like when I joined Live for Today, because I guess they weren't necessarily a straight edge band until I joined. It's like I kind of, you know, kind of made it like. Up the ante, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. We decided to be a straight-edge band. But, you know, there were a couple other bands that were, like, you know... Uh, well, Street Sharks, I guess, were a straight-edge band, you know. But and after Street that, Sharks. with, like, Back on Track and, you know, Always Try... Like, the, there ended up being straight-edge bands in Animal Valley. Yeah. But we were just the bands. It wasn't like there was this big scene of straight-edge kids. Was I, it
0: hard but, to be a straight-edge band then? If it was, like, not no, like, the more popular No, I want to
3: say hardcore was pretty popular...
0: So it was like accepting?
3: Yeah, you know, like, you know, they're you know, LA had, you know, everything under the umbrella, you know, yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as hardcore terror, you, know, you guys are kings. a lot closer to them. Yeah, you know, so like we get to play shows in LA and whatnot, so they're used to straight edge bands. And if there was any any crowd that ever came out to Animal Valley, like, you know, the crowd was pretty accepting of of a band no matter yeah, you know, yeah. if they were straight edge or whatever. Yeah, because you
0: guys are pretty close to LA. Yeah. I always was, forget that like Tatsby's like I mean, we're not, like, crazy far, but we're, like, farther, you know? Yeah. So, we're, like, away from everything, but close to
3: everything at the same time. That's cool. I, li- I like the small town. Yeah. Out here. Like, I Fillmore's a small town. Yeah, your original so place, I, yeah. That's, yeah, that's where I grew up. So, I grew up in a small town where... Yeah. Everyone, that's why, like, Everyone hearing... knew everyone. There was only one high school, one elementary school. You know, it was, now yeah. it's gotten bigger, but...
0: Like, hearing your sto- like your stories about Lancaster and, and Palmdale and stuff, like, I come from Tashby, so... Like, oh, tell me more. Like, how's it, how's it in the bigger <laughs> city? <laughs> Your stories. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, I know. I'm like still nervous. Like, you know, when I had to cross the street, it was literally like just crossing a street, like in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know Lancaster's like, you're crossing like what we consider like a freeway. Just yeah. To get it's like of, you know, a it's six like lane road, road or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get nervous with even my son. I'm like, the ways make eye contact with the driver. Oh, like, I bet. It's, yeah.
0: It's scary. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Especially with drive. having kids. Like I live in a cold sack. So like my kids, like just going across the street to my my parent-in-laws live across the street, so they could just go across the street to the house. Yeah. So I'm like, but still, watch both yeah, sides of the road. Both sides. <laughs> like, it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Having I kids, could imagine, like, in a bigger city. Having kids changes a lot. Yeah. I I used to be, like, the guy that would just, like, you know, walk on a tightrope. Ro- walk on a tightrope. Ro- now I'm like, all right, are we safe to walk <laughs> anywhere? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah uh, as far as the rest of the history like you know I think after Inner Strength was like the last like uh, hardcore band that I did and from there like uh, the singer James ended up uh, singing for a Cool Side Kyle actually what was the other band that Kyle was in I'm trying to remember you don't remember what it was like with Ricky Falcone they put out a 7 oh. inch Ricky Falcone
0: sounds like a mafia <laughs> <laughs>
3: right <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. I can't remember his, the band's name. But he was actually doing, he played guitar in that band while he sang for Always Try. If you're listening, Kyle, just fill in the <laughs> blank. Um, but, you know, he ended up joining Inner Strength too. Kyle ended up in Inner Strength and we played a few shows. It was a good band. But once Cody moved, you know, it's just kind of like the band ended. Uh, our drummer, Ryan, moved on, you know, he's kind of just done playing. He just wanted to focus more on uh, spirituality, you know. Yeah and he was kind of struggling with being in a band and and maintaining like his faith okay you know for me it was easy yeah everyone's got their story man that's cool you know so it was done but he sang for cool side james ended up doing cool side later uh we did a downfall reunion it was for a life for a life video yeah and uh cool side played and good band man they put out a record too um But after that, like, you know, I think I was just more involved with, you know, raising my son and whatnot. And so my mind's a little hazy on like the years from like, I'd say around 2015-ish to a little bit later. Um, I ended up uh, joining what became a band called Torn Life. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that was around 2017. It was... Like just before I broke edge, pretty much. Okay. You know, because I, I was still straight edge in that band, but they ended up becoming Torn Life, and uh, that's Angel from uh, All Eyes.
0: All eyes. Was in that band. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. So that was uh, Brian Bailey from Subjective Rights Stand Against, and then they ended up getting other people in the band after I, you know, I once again I just decided to focus more on family. Yeah. So, that they i think might have recorded i'm not sure if they got a recording on it. i'd have to look i think i did hear something before on band camp possibly yeah yeah, yeah. Bandcamp. yeah but then you know it was i kind of like lay dormant for a few years and yeah so you know i know there was other bands that <clears throat> that you know started popping up you know that's when i started hearing about like you know shiva Yeah, Shiva. You know, of course all eyes uh you know there's other bands that are going on like uh the, the cool thing with you know yeah three stay i was gonna say there's like with uh, avhc it's not just about the youth crew and the hardcore hardcores so mm-hmm. underground punk is just avhc it's yeah all, uh, you know it's art, cool. the band Mai yeah. has a band called uh, a song called avhc so
0: Are you guys have music out like uh, on social media or whatever all that stuff yeah we stuff? actually
3: just last sunday we we Pretty much, uh, got the mixing down, did all the backup vocals that we were going to do, and, uh, I don't have a definite date on how soon, but I know they want to get it out as soon as we can.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So. I'm pumped that you guys are about to release something, and I have you on here, like, yeah, you're about it, to have, like, a yeah, new Yeah, it's,
3: it's cool, man, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh I know there's an Instagram, I should have got the information from Jeff, I'm sure you could look it up. I'll find somehow. it
0: before, yeah, whenever I do the Yeah, so, the there, intro for all I know
3: they have an Instagram, there's no Facebook or anything like that, but, um, but yeah so we're we're pretty stoked about that we that's know, awesome got a recording down so i'm still in it i'm just you
0: know i'm pumped that you're still still in it and still doing stuff you know yeah because i'm over here like trying to get back into it in a sense you know, like doing like not I, I don't need like the motivation and stuff but
3: <laughs> well yeah. it's like i said before this is kind of easy for me because he franco's doing all the songwriting yeah you know uh and it's not like I can't write anything. It's not like it's one of those types of situations. But just easier when someone else is doing it. <laughs> just, he's a we call him the little riff master. He's always got something up his sleeve, and you know my songwriting style is different than his, anyways. So it's like to keep it just
1: Point flowing style, the way it yeah. is.
3: It's working, you know. I I come up with whatever basslines I feel like to the music, and yeah, and you know that's my way of adding my contribution to it, you know. But yeah. it's nice not having to write songs. It's kind of I guess you could call it lazy. No, yeah, but you know, it's it's still cool, you know. We just have fun. It, there's no pressure, you know, mm-hmm. to try to get out there and do as much as you know we can, yeah. and try to get out there to get our music to the world. We're just doing it really. With, for Yeah, us. it
0: makes it that much more fun when you it's know? like there's no pressure. So like you know that you're in it because you
3: want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we all have family members and you know kids and yeah, it's makes it easier knowing that you're. With a group of guys who are kind of all on the same page, you mm-hmm. know. So.
0: Yeah, you to have much more fun with that. Yeah. Let me ask you uh, one more question before we go, and I'm gonna ask Ricky too. On my podcast, I always ask people, um, "So someday you're gonna die."
3: <laughs> no, you can't have my records. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was I was gonna ask you that too. I forgot to ask. Uh, you have a good record collection. Pretty good record collection. Yeah. yeah. You got a record player? Where do you Where do oh, you keep your yeah, Where do you keep a record at in your house?
3: Where I keep them? Yeah, uh, they're no, up in my no, not your records, but where do you keep your record player? Oh, the player's in the living room downstairs. But That's I cool. technically have one upstairs. It's just not connected because once the baby came, like I had to make space for everything. So yeah, totally. But I it's downstairs. Yeah. Downstairs. Yeah, pretty much. I just you know look, whatever I feel like listening to, I'll just bring down there and I'll swap them out here and there. Same you
0: know? here, yeah. <laughs> keep them close to the record player. Like oh, the yeah. ones you're gonna to listen to, and then mm-hmm. the rest you put them back away. Yep. Or else the kids are going to ruin them. <laughs> but um, so uh, when you die, people are going to look at pictures of you and like things you've done in your life. And they're going to play like a few songs. What songs would you prefer people to play while they look at pictures of you of your life? And usually I pick about three songs. I
3: don't know. It's definitely going to be some live for today songs. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, or Street Sharks Demo.
0: Did you know I was gonna ask you this? No. Okay, (laughs) that's not a thing. No, it's just you
3: know, like, no offense to any band that I've ever been in. No, totally. But whenever I talk about this is your funeral, my favorite, you know, band experience was another band with no pressure. Nothing was live for today. Okay. You know, so that it's of course like that was gonna be one of my happiest times.
0: What song would you choose from uh,
3: Make it count, maybe. Okay, that's one. with Mike from the Street Sharks. Or or the or the intro, the Street Sharks, March of the Street Sharks.
0: Do you ever watch that cartoon, Street Sharks?
3: <laughs> Funnily <laughs> enough, that's kind of where Mike Sash got the name from. I love that cartoon. <laughs> we always argued who got to be the hammerhead guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always had like dreams of making a shirt design for Street Sharks and it just never happened. Oh you should and it was gonna be like a you know, it was kind of a skin headed out mm-hmm. hammerhead Street Sharks with a, american flag flying behind him at half mast yeah that would have been the shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay you got two more songs before you answer those though what was your first tattoo
3: actually it's this cheesy eyeball one on my arm from a shop or from yeah it's from a shop I hanging out uh no there's just a bunch of us hanging out you all used to hang out this electric soul tattoo shop oh yeah yeah I know. and uh the dude uh t was just like hey who wants to tattoo i'm just gonna want to tattoo this on somebody i was like all right how old were you oh man i got tattoos later in life okay (laughs) but uh how old was i probably like it was one step forward era so when was that i gotta look at my notes (laughs) 2000s the 2000s 2005-ish oh cool Something like that. I, I, and I used to never want to get a tattoo, but once I got one, I was like, okay, well, I'm not Time to get another yeah, one. Yeah, I <laughs> guess I'll get another one, you know. Became the, the Judge Hammers and the Youth of Today fist on that's the back, cool. all that yeah. stuff. I saw that.
4: How many oh, that uh, yeah, like, straight edge tattoos do you have? straight edge on my neck.
3: How'd that feel? Not bad. No? Everyone thinks it's going to hurt, but yeah, yeah I think that. it doesn't. You know, for me, it didn't. That's cool that it didn't hurt. Mm-mm. The one on my <laughs> chest, parts Apple? of my chest, like when you get towards the stomach, kind of hurt. Yeah. But that's agnostic front. I guess I'm a sucker for New York hardcore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Have you ever been in New York? No. no. No? Me
3: neither. Closest I've been is when the New York hardcore bands play out here. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I think you got one more song. Uh
3: well, you did. I did three. three. Yeah. I did three. Oh, you did? Yeah, two for a, Street Sharks, March of the SS. Oh, two Street Sharks. Oh, yeah. And a live for today. Street shorts.
4: Make you count.
0: Yeah. All right, your turn, Ricky.
4: So, they probably wouldn't be hardcore. I mean, they'd probably just be like some jazz, like Louis Armstrong or something. And oh, yeah. I'm not even gonna name song. I'm you really song all bad at song songs? names. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like band members, any bad at all that stuff. Like, I'm gonna die first, so my wife will pick all the songs but it'll be something from, like, Louis Armstrong. Give her you know, an idea. Fitzgerald,
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it had
0: to be songs we wrote. No, no, no. You could, it's just no, any no, songs. No, songs that you want, like, oh, to reflect in. I, I thought it was, like, weird that you <laughs> I was, like, I was, I was like, like, man, that's intense. He really likes this <laughs> song. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Okay, well, I'm going go yeah, to finish with Ricky, and then you're going to go back to you. Oh, yeah, we'll go back to So, you.
3: we'll do it both, we'll, our band songs, and then...
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, No, that's all I like... Was that two? You just wanted a bunch of Louis Armstrongs
4: Uh, I guess Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald. um,
0: I'm all throwing making you. I know. No, 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 that's Um, fine. John
4: Coltrane. (laughs) Who? John Coltrane.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you want her to pick songs from those? Yeah. But what if she dies second? Then
4: my kids will pick something. (laughs) They'll figure it out. My my daughter will pick Taylor Swift or
3: something. (laughs) Oh man. I'm gonna go just find out. Now that it comes to actually picking songs, I I can't even think.
0: All right.
3: Uh, Now it's tough. It was a lot easier when I was thinking of bands that we wrote. No, yeah. yeah songs no, that, like, no, songs like, songs that and... to
0: reflect. Because sometimes, like, i go back and listen to songs I'm, of my friends that passed away, I'm like, that I'm, song I'm reminds say, me of them, but you, it was just you know,
3: that song at the time. To get people to think of it would be, like, Imagine from John Lennon. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, kind of bring it heavy to the people, you know.
0: Which reflects back on the fact that you listen to The Beatles when you are young.
3: Yeah, you know, but also just the song in general, is just, it hits... You know, to me, it, it it's always been a pretty heavy song. Yeah. Um, oh man. <laughs> I don't know, maybe an Agnostic Front song, something really pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine
0: I'm still, they're so going to be still, sitting there looking I mean at they pictures. look like of you. a
3: hippie now, but I've still got that fire in there. It's always like that aggression. Tempered, you know. <laughs> I try to keep it in check, but it's, it's yeah. still there, you know.
0: Have you been to some funerals or? Where- People are just, like, looking at the pictures of the person that died and, like, they have songs playing?
3: Yeah, we actually just, uh, in December, my cousin passed and I'm wearing this, you know? Oh, yeah? Uh, so, yeah, you know, playing songs, like, you know, songs that she liked and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: what, that's what I think Yeah, so that's what I'm
3: trying to think. Something that, you know, I want at least if people are there to just kind of, like, you know, really, like, think not just about, like, me passing, but just, you know... Yeah, well, what can we do in the future to, to be better towards one another mm-hmm. definitely
0: I have a uh, one of my I can't remember what numbered guest it was but he passed away because he was battling cancer and like his family went back and listened to the episode and they just like they they thanked me but like they were just happy to hear like him talk about his life and all that stuff and that was like one of the things that like, I started the podcast about yeah so that's why I ask people this question. Maybe,
3: maybe you know, it's out of left field, but a song like uh, "What's Going On" from Marvin Gaye. Oh, there you go. You know, like I mean, I'm not gonna claim to like listen to all kinds of different. I like lots of different oh, songs. yeah. But then there's certain songs that when you hear them, it's like they just hit hard. Oh, this is like you know. And obviously, people there's someone that loves need music. To think you know people yeah. need to think of you know how they're being towards one another, and like a song like that, like that, that's a good song. Yeah, but uh, As far as a third song goes Like I said I gotta think of something Pissed off <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
0: Cause you wanted to think
3: I don't know Maybe like uh, <laughs> Discriminate Me Or something like that From Agnostic Front
0: Nice So you like Agnostic Front a lot Oh yeah What's your favorite Hardcore punk band?
3: Hardcore punk band?
0: Or you know yeah, Or just like In yeah, the in sense of that Mixed genre It's
3: hard man Cause Gnostic you said Agnostic nice Front hard. twice already? Right? Agnostic Front Yeah I got their tattoo On my chest Let's see yeah. oh that's cool yeah it's pretty gnarly but show know. the show the camera no i'm just no, kidding no, i'm
0: just kidding guy have that tattoo on the back of his head
4: yeah right uh, i'm not sure
3: but that's cool but though. yeah you know new york hardcore has always right. been one of my favorite i love all the old hardcore but yeah you know i like you know just like uh you know like the youth crew eras with youth of today like even like though track. we're not on the same scale, but I liked how, like, Live for Today, one, we, everyone, like, shared members, and you see that happening with, like, the Gorilla Biscuits and Bold and all those yeah, bands. Yeah, totally. And so, to me, I was like, well, it was, they had a, a grander scale, and it was a different time period for them, but I like how we had, like, you know, we had, like, them to look at as, like, a foundation, as, like, not being competitive with one another and just pushing each other's bands instead of, like, trying to be the better band. Yeah, whatever, yeah. You know? Like it's all that. about friendship, you know,
0: mm-hmm. which is a awesome thing for it to be about.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, let's you know, I guess we kind of covered pretty much. I mean, yeah. There's, you know, there's other bands in uh Church Crowd, Owl uh in Salito. Oh yeah. Al. Uh Idol Lord is like a band if you like like bands like the Melvins, like heavy, sludgy stuff. The Melvins rock. Yeah, so it's there's still stuff going on out there, you know. We're here.
0: We're not going yeah. nowhere. <laughs> What's the newer AV bands everyone should check out before we go?
3: Uh, well, those I just named, and of course, you know I gotta yeah. plug. I gotta plug my band, Newcom High.
0: Newcom High, we got yeah, Shiva, Luke. we got Al owl. Sheva. Get Green's still doing a little bit of something. Yeah. Got, what's the mindset? Is that was it? Not the, Oh yeah. It, it's like a like a rap hardcore band. Yeah. Mindset. They're from AV, right? Mindset, Downside, is Downside from there? They have, like, the drummer for Mindset Drums for them, I think.
3: Oh, 92. 92, you know, I, yeah, I guess yeah. They're a, maybe you could consider more of an Inland Empire band, but, I mean, just Scott Jabril. Yeah, yeah, because so, they got Brandon. Yeah, and they so got it's Nick. like, you that Nick us, from You know, like, the whole thing with, like, Life for Life, like, they were kind of, like, the nucleus for what came for, like, other bands, you know, Shiva. All yeah, I, yeah, Life I, for you know, Life. they like, the foundation them, yeah. of, the, of all that. So, like, they're, they're still... You know, giving our scene a good... Uh, representation? Yeah, representation. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Just, you know, they're putting it out there. But 92, man, check them out.
0: Yeah, 92 is sweet. It's got a... Like, Rage and... Against the
3: Machine style. It's fucking badass. Yeah, I was so honored to play with them. Oh, you play with them? Yeah. We, Newcomb High got invited to do the All Eyes uh, record release show. Oh, you were at that so, show? So, you know, we were kind of an oddball band because we are more punk rock. That's sweet. But, you know, they still know us as friends and stuff. I mean so we we're pretty proud to be part of that you know yeah that's cool but yeah so it's, it's
0: still going all right we'll end the episode now yeah <laughs> we got a pee i got a tattoo we had a good time all right. all right everyone night night
3: so backtracking just a little bit yeah you could talk in, in tattoo yeah we're just uh, it doesn't be, just, the, it's those just will be the after credit stuff so. yeah this is the so ricky Played in a hardcore band, and I was trying to remember what band that was. From Mojave, yeah. So it From was, Mojave. That's why I, I was gonna ask. Him. We started
4: off just like high school kids, and so it was, Mojave as a high school. Yeah, Mojave <laughs> as a high school. My grandpa was the first graduating class. of okay. Mojave High School, but well, we were like combined, so it was California City and Mojave kids going to Mojave High School. So
0: California's Cal City would have to go to Mojave.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so. We started a band just with like my sister and a couple friends, and then Alan Korea was like the older kid that would always take us to shows.
0: So your sister got you into punk hardcore?
4: Uh, no, we were kind of in it together, like Fat Records. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Fat music for fat people.
4: Yeah, yeah. And uh, we started a band, and we just like played cover songs, like what would we play, like some emo songs, and just whatever, whatever we liked at the time. So what we year was went that? From about two thousand three. Or so and uh autumn's fall was the name and then we changed our name to belphilus belphilus yeah, that it was name? super nerdy <laughs> so it's lord of the rings the oh. <laughs> bay of belphilus was right there and then we changed our name to suffer not dishonor and you know the so whole time the we were just rings? like changing members so i Started off on bass, and then I played guitar, and then I was, this, you know, I was screaming. Are oh, you the singer? Yeah. That's then, what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and we played with Live For Today, and I was like, oh, man, Live For Today is like, this is more of the, the stuff that I've been getting into at the, the TAC- style you want to play in? In Mojave, it's just like, you know two or three people that are into hardcore. Oh, yeah. It's like whatever they're into. Tatchpeas is like,
0: bigger, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah.
4: And so we were kind of a mixture of both scenes, Antelope Valley and Tatchpea, but you didn't really know... Any of them really well. You've seen on my shows. No,
3: we'll we'll consider Mojave part of ABHC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need a It was, was closer to me, but know, yeah, they went to, you know. to yeah, don't,
4: don't fight over <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> but my my I actually brought it up to Donnie from the Warriors because we I we started a band with him. Oh really? Like a month or two. <laughs> what band was that? I don't even think we had a name. We just like played and we like tried to do like stays the day style. And I was still like a punk kid. I just wanted to play. And Donnie Oh. No, I think he was playing guitar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're trying to do saves the day. I don't even like saves the day. And I was, you know, had a mohawk at the time. And oh, really? Yeah, Doc Martens. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll play. What color were your laces? <laughs> they were yellow. Yellow laces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only come. Yeah, that's... We played with you guys. Anxiety Attack? Anxiety Attack. Ad, I think As Live for Today and Suffer Not Dishonored. Oh,
0: really? So, yeah. It Was in AV or...? I think it was
4: here. Attachment? At the gym? At the gym. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: West Park Gym? Yeah. Okay, cool. center whatever. Is that
3: that one by that skate park thing? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I've been to shows park. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually it's cool, man. It's, I've always had a good time whenever I've been out here. Or I know I've played out here before, too. It wasn't cool. at that place, but yeah. it's always been cool.
4: Yeah, so Mojave only had us that changed members and band names, and then there was a metal band out there, some friends I went to high school with.
0: What are they called? Sumerian? Sumerians. What was your guys' f- favorite fast food there?
4: <laughs> Primos. Oh, <laughs> Primos! Yeah, Primos. yeah. Primos breakfast burritos. Yes. Oh. And hot wings and fries. What about the pizza place? Graziano's. Yeah, Yes, yeah. yes everybody worked at Graziano's. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of my coworkers, Jr., he worked at Graziano's. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he's from like Cal City that went to Mojave. Oh
4: uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. And then like the Cal City bands that started to like raised on Guaynemer. Um, what are they called? Raised on <laughs> What Was that a street in Patchy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <In Cassidy>. Oh, <laughs> so oh yeah, this Rachel. is why I
3: needed Ricky to fill in those blanks. Yeah, I had no idea. He's got I, connections. Yeah, yeah I knew Ricky. That was about all I knew about Mahal. Oh, and
4: so, so Mike was being super, um, I don't know, uh, modest earlier because he was saying, "Oh, I don't know why Billy asked me to instead of him to be on this because you know I I like to live for today." And then when they asked me to be in the band, I was like, heck yes, because I really like the band. But then also, like, oh, Mike Sierra's in the band. Because, <laughs> you know, I looked up to Mike when I was little. So my, my sister, like I said, dated the bass player to Courtesy Flush. So I went to shows out in the middle of nowhere and, and Stand Against was playing. And, you know, I seen Mike around and he's like, oh, yeah, this guy's cool. That's cool. And the first bass I got actually had a... a Stand against, stick around. Oh. That. <laughs> that's
0: sweet. Nice. That's what you got to play in a band with so, someone yeah, that you yeah, looked like, up to in yeah, same Yeah, yeah. it was just, like,
3: oh, just, cool. just buddies. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: cool. It's I like, got to this guy. I like, uh. Like, Andy Franchero, if he comes on my podcast or just hangs out, like, we're friends, but I'm just like, oh, man, that's Andy that I used to look up to, you know, like, the scene, you know? That's yeah.
3: how it it's is. Cool. Like, I was mentioning all the old heads in Antelope Valley, you know, I run into them and they're excited to see me, and it's like, you guys are the ones I looked up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're all just friends now, you know? That's cool. All right, well, thanks, Ricky, for uh <laughs> little background information on the not so well known about that I have. the not so well known history of Mojave and yeah. California City. Yeah, we have
0: got we just got AV so that's and why Mojave I said in it's there. It's tied into
3: Antelope Valley and,
0: and all of uh, Cal City. We'll end it with the sound of the tattoo gun. I know. <laughs> My uh, my podcast more of like uh, just conversation instead of like a whole like process of like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, that's cool, man. Like I said, I didn't know what to expect, so that's why kind of did my best. I and mean, I know I'm leaving out a lot.
0: No, it's awesome that you had notes you know, that you brought in too it. And
3: it's like kind of flown as as it went down. You know. Yeah. There's there's so many bands that I'm sure I missed or forgot. Hell, I'm I, mean, I almost forgot one of my own bands when I was talking about you know. <laughs> Mother Mary and Dogs of War. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I counted at least like 15 when you're going off a
4: like that he was like in.
3: Yeah.
0: That's sweet. Do any of your kids play music?
3: Uh, my son seems to like making like sounds and stuff, kind of more like computer type stuff. I bought him a guitar. I'm not trying to totally push it on him. But, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it, if he's not really showing much interest, it's like, okay, well, I guess I've got a backup guitar now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now
0: and you also, have another guitar.
3: Yeah, so, you know, i kind of like, hey, have you been jamming? And he's like, oh, no. It's like, all right. <laughs> but he's got, like, a keyboard, and he likes... Uh, one of his favorite artists is this guy, Sullivan King. And I'd never even heard of him until he showed me who he is. And it's very, like, electronic. <laughs> I don't know what kind of music sure, yeah. it's, even, it's even considered, but it's kind of got elements of like hardcore. And when I listen to it, it, it sounds funny mm-hmm. saying it, but it's almost like it had like electronic breakdowns, like we know how a breakdown flows with a heavy hardcore band or something. Oh yeah, but segments. they're like doing weird stuff like that, but with like computer sounds. You put like a T S on there somewhere? T S. Tanner Decimals. like dots. Sure. On it. TS and a little Kansas City Chiefs arrowhead, <laughs> but uh, you know he, he's you know I'm not trying to push it on him because sure. if he likes it he's gonna like it you know he's yeah. he's heard the bands that I've been in and you know I I've made sure he went to the live for today's show because I don't know when we're gonna ever play again if we're gonna be yeah. to with the members living so far.
0: Did you have a good time?
3: Fuck yeah, I I don't know I I wish there was an easier way to get everyone together so we could just do it more often
0: you know? yeah 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 especially two guys flying from elsewhere yeah
3: it's just it'd be tough to do it without Mike on drums and Cody too you know it's,
0: yeah
4: well we had a scare too because Mike was, uh, thought he had COVID oh yeah is his really? wife
3: got tested for positive for COVID right Mike before right he came before down to fly. Oh, really? so each day we're kind of like okay is he good is good? he good is he yeah, good yeah because I honestly if if he couldn't do it I it's like I'm just
0: yeah, yeah, It's not the know, same not if not you don't have like, that, like yeah, yeah, Trying to
3: get someone in to try to yeah, not only, re, you know, learn the songs, but then try to get them, you know, kind of to where we'd be happy. Not yeah, Not to be all yeah, yeah. u- ultra professional, but you want to sound good. No, you know? definitely, you want, definitely. It, you, want, you want it to go off, and even if, like, the crowd If you're
0: going to do it, you want to make sure it sounds yeah, good, you, yeah. if
3: the crowd doesn't go off, at least we sound good. That's what I wanted, you know, because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't know if people
0: are going to enjoy it. You don't know if everyone's going to rock it.
3: I was honestly blown away by how many people showed up and out yeah. out and at the response,
0: like... We played a show in October and I was like, we didn't, like, practice at all together. Like, fully together at all. Yeah. And that, like, alone was just, like, making me, like, oh my god. Yeah, like, this is like if us. we're doing this, like, why are we even doing this if it's gonna, like, end up, like, looking bad? Yeah. And then everyone, like, shows up to play and yeah, I was so hey, nervous. What you do, Where? <laughs> Uh... Did I just rub it and all that? <laughs> My bad. It's all right. I'll take a shower. <laughs> all
4: right. Guess what? we didn't mention, like, because with slick shoes, like, even. Oh, if yeah, I wasn't asked about slick shoes. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. You know, honestly,
3: <laughs> I didn't mean to leave them out. No, no, uh, no. no, no, no. F- actually, when you guys just mentioned it right now, I was like, oh, yeah, there was slick shoes. I
0: didn't even <laughs> know that they were from Lancaster until yeah, someone they, out there told me earlier, like, uh, before you guys got here. I'd you.
3: say they were part of the scene.
0: They were more like. Uh, but
3: they were also, like,. Pop-pop-ish. Like, I know, uh, I never really knew any of the guys. I know uh, my buddy Joe Armena knew, uh, I think his name was Jackson from the band. He never had nothing bad to say about them, you know, but I think they never, even if they did a local show, it was more of, like, a big deal. It wasn't like they were always playing local shows and Yeah, too, they, like, had the local following like that. I think they just kind of... They would show up. They just right away got big being on, at the time, you know, Tooth & Nail Records was kind of making waves, you know, with their...
4: Around what year and, was uh, that?
3: Because I mean, yeah, I want to say it was uh late nineties. Okay. What other bands were on? Night was it? Like Pounds F- Pound was was on that label, I think.
0: I remember the label was, no, no use for name.
3: Was it Dogwood on there? I think was, it Dogwood was, on there? It was Dogwood. Because it, it was, I yeah,
0: think, or yeah, yeah, uh, I want to say it was Andy, a Christian Andy, label. Andy, or not, Andy. Uh, Tyler put on the Dogwood show. Did he really? The first, I mean, when they first Tyler came to like Tyler Napier, yeah. I'm uh, pretty
3: sure Tooth and Nail was a Christian label. Yeah, they were. Because I know Slick Shoes, and I think I kind of, as far as uh, uh, Slick Shoes goes, like a couple of my friends were like roadies, on, and they told me all the dirt and the shitty things that those guys would do. Well, oh, really? Uh, being who I am, whether I'm a hardcore punker or anything, I still had enough morals and stuff to not be a shitty person. Like the there? and I kind of like, in these guys, people are looking up to them as if they're the good guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't. Mean to leave out Slick Shoes. It's just I never bothered with them. I never went to any of their shows. They didn't really play that many shows in Lancaster. and they Yeah. You know they're more of like a bigger band that was always touring and stuff like that. What's what you so, find out so so I, so I mean, I guess they are part of the scene. You know, as far as probably when they yeah, started. I just didn't that? mean to leave them out. It's
0: no, no, no. Like, yeah, I wrote them down. Like I didn't even know.
4: And then
3: you mentioned Sovereign Strength, though, right? Yeah, Sovereign Strength. Cause they're like they got pretty. They news. they did, yeah. They I they meant I got them Christian mentioned too. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> during like the the life of what i kind of considered the life for life era because yeah. every time like you know when one band fades away the next band becomes like the big band yeah, so, yeah 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 one so when life for life was going two. is when sovereign strength was going they were a good band too jesse's still a good guy was he more of a comedian now right jesse i don't know yeah he's really? like comedian shifted to the comedian like
0: uh stand-up comedy yeah you ever watch the show uh Kill Tony? No. So funny. (laughs) Alright. That was fun. Thank you so much for coming up. Yeah, man. That was uh... cool.